This is Tom Seria. If you know us, then you know we're all about sports. We're the game. 7.30 a.m. Well, welcome to the Sparrows Down on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. The Sparrows Down on Sports is Michigan's longest-running sports radio show. From high school to college and the pros, Tim has you covered. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517 300 or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan. And a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Here's the dean himself, Tim Stout. On behalf of our partner Shaheen Chevy Cadillac, good morning everybody. Today is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024, and welcome to another edition of the Sparrow Stout on Sports right here. This is Lansing Sports Station. This is the game, 7.30 a.m., and it's the home of the local sports shows of note and programming in our area, coming to you live every day from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. That company has just gone through the rough because of the tremendous leadership of Joe Laird, plus the staff at 3200 West Main Street in Lansing. We have a Driven Collision story of the day coming your way. At some point today, Driven Collision to make your vehicle look brand new is at 977-0955. We've got Pure Green Smith 3 breaking sports moments whenever they come by, right? This time of the year, you're thinking landscaping for 2024. Google Pure Green Smith 3 and check the prepay plan that works for you because it's very advantageous for you. Quality Dairy stats along the way today. All the numbers we provide for you are Quality Dairy stats. Quality Dairy's number is 89 years serving our area and there's probably a quality dairy near you to serve you in every way uh, at any time of the day. Quality dairy, they're with us with the quality dairy stats. Culligan Water Hotline is 342-63. Email address tim.stout at wilx.com. Brock's here. I'm Tim. And away we go with a busy Tuesday Sparrow Stout on sports. We have several guests along the way today. We'll take your calls and comments. we got our eyes on the, everything that's going on that changes the world of sports so that if nothing else, if you don't learn anything from us, you learn anything we pass along to you that is of no. We have Michigan State basketball tonight on the men's side, 7 o'clock on WJIM AM 1240. Brock says this is a Peacock game tonight. It is. And it's against the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, who come in as 9.5-point underdogs tonight. Brock immediately made Michigan State a 15-point favorite. I think they'll win by somewhere between 10 and 15 tonight, so I think they will cover that spread. I don't think there's much drama. I think this is just another game against a team in the Breslin Center that just comes in as a sacrificial lamb. I always tell Brock, you know, I, I probably wouldn't Might be tell, close for a half. I probably but... wouldn't tell Izzo this, but the only thing I kind of say can any, you hope that nobody gets hurt, but does somebody gets hurt uh, in any game, whether the team's a good team, bad team, or mediocre team, because that affects the remainder of the schedule as we move toward the end of the regular season. But that's the big programming tonight. Michigan State, Iowa, men's basketball. And then what's the second? Because there's another Big Ten game tonight. And to your point, there were very few noteworthy college Maryland's basketball. Maryland's at Wisconsin tonight, 9 o'clock. That's a Peacock game. If Wisconsin loses after losing five of the last six and now with the same record as Michigan State, uh, both overall and in the Big Ten, 9-6 and six and 17-9, and nine, they can put the basketballs away. Because if they can't win at home against Maryland, how did they beat Michigan State by 13 and by 16 or 15, whatever it was? And since then, they've lost five out of six. Because when they played them, they were a better team. They might not be now. 
I mean, you got all the answers. What happened? No, I don't. Ha- no, I don't have all. What the happened answers. to Wisconsin? The whole deal. Um, losing to Michigan messed them up mentally. I don't know because they lost at Michigan, which is one of the upsets of the year. So we had an interesting diatribe uh, when I came in this morning, and it was just getting heated when we came on the air. And it, it uh, uh, I said oh, to Brock, and I asked this question because I can't come because I can't remember my answer because my standards uh, for well, no, ex- you think every Tim, you think everybody's. It, it, Here's the deal. You guys know this listening to this right now. Teams that you and I, you listening out there in Radioland and me, the teams that we think are mediocre, Tim thinks are horrible <laughs> or that's usually, awful. Because I bet them and then they don't cover for well, me. Well, that's part of it. But, yeah, and teams that you and I out there in Radioland think are really, really good, he thinks are just yeah, they're, average. They're all right. Yeah, they're average. Okay, teams, so. Teams that he thinks, teams that we think are really, really bad, like Michigan men's basketball, he thinks are legendary. So who's the last sports <laughs> team at any level that I said to you, you know, these guys these guys are really good? Well, let's see. I, I was very high on the caliber of Mason High School football. I told, I said, you know, yep. these guys are pretty good. These yes, guys they were, were really good. These guys, but but even I said that. I said, you know, these guys are really good relative to you know who they play at the high school level and that. Got all the way to the state finals and, and got beat by a better team. But, I, that but day. this entire NFL season, I don't remember ever seeing you know those guys are really good. I never thought because the two Super Bowl teams each had five losses. In the NBA, they play so many games, they lose so many games. There's so many ups and downs in that league. I never think, man, you can't play these guys because it's not like Irvin and Kareem and the Lakers well, and Bird and the Celtics. Those, I don't see any teams like that there. And hockey, the same thing. They go up and down and up and down well, and thing, up and down. The, the thing is, you could have said that about the Boston Bruins last year, but they blew a 3-1 series lead in the first round well, and lost to Florida. That's why I say I never say, you, you know, can't really say, yeah, in so hockey. I never say, well, you know, these guys are really good. So then in baseball, I mean, come on, the Texas Rangers, for crying out loud, won the World Series. So there's nobody I ever think is, there's you know, a those bun- guys are really, really there's good. There's a bunch of really good teams out there, but no great ones. Yeah, so even, I haven't even, said even the that. Kansas City, even the Kansas City Chiefs, they weren't as good this year than they were in the in previous years where they won the Super Bowl. But they played well when they had to, won two games on the road that a lot of people didn't think they'd win, and then won the Super Bowl in overtime. So Congrats be, to them. Begrudgingly, huh. uh, Here we go. I thought Michigan's football team's good. But my problem with Michigan through the entire year was their first four games were absolutely against the dregs of society. And then with all of the issues they had off the field with a coach suspended in that, I thought to some degree this has to detract. Where they impressed me the most was in the Rose Bowl. Well, beating Penn State on the road, too. And that. Although James Franklin helped them out because he's awful. But beating Penn State on the road against a good team at home, it's absolutely just laying for you. I mean that kind of turned me around. So I thought, you know, they're they're a very good, you know, they're they're very good. But I don't as Brock says, I don't pass those kudos out very often. No, unless and if it's I bet you and you don't win, unless I'll never Al- let you out of the dog. Unless house. it's Alabama because Tim worships Nick Saban. Well, I look at the records of seven national titles and I say that's a pretty good record for any coach. You win seven national titles in any sport, that's a pretty good record. Uh, one shared. Uh, but I get you. Uh, 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 that's a pretty or six. Six outright. Six That's a, a pretty half, yeah. good record. No, it, it is. I just don't think highly of him as a person. So, uh, uh, so Michigan, I begrudgingly, uh, you know, crowned them with my uh, accolades. More often than not, to me, there are a lot. Now, what a who? Let's go the other way. 
In the last year, which team, well, that has to be the Pistons. Which team have I crowned as the absolute worst of the worst of the worst? Oh, at least in this in this state, yeah, it's, it's the well. Detroit who we Pistons. talk about on a regular basis because I can't include Detroit Mercy men's basketball because we don't talk about them. No, but we talk about the Pistons. But they're one in twenty-six. Yeah, well, that's impressive. It is. You know it I mean, is. that's it, that's because you don't. That, this, that's why we say. That's why I say when you, you and I, you are listening out there in radio and teams that we think and we know are really bad. Tim says they're legendary. Yeah, but that's when I want a hat and a shirt. You know, that's when that's I want to celebrate their notoriety. You know, that's when I want a hat and a shirt. This is why. You know, I, that's, you know, kind of, you know, I kind of, I never wanted to wear any Pistons apparel, but now I kind of, you know, I kind of, you know. Well, you were upset that I didn't get any, any Charlotte, Charlotte Bobcats material when they were 7 and 56. See, they were, spe- I mean, to me, if you're going to be bad, you know, be special bad. Don't be 1 and 15 or 1 and 16, because then you're just bad. If you're 0 and 17, you know, you're celebrated, you're memorable. You know, everybody knows all about you. You know, you're something well, special. It's hard why, to do that. That's why you call teams like that legendary. So I'm trying to think, but I guess so. The last teams <laughs> that I begrudgingly at any level thought, man, these guys are really, really good. I guess I would have to say uh, Mason football and Michigan football. But I, how many people, Brock, do you think that have no uh, love or hate either way for Michigan football they give them their due as a national champion, but there's just a little bit of a hole in the dike because of all of the issues yes. that were during the season. Yep. And if people want to put an asterisk on it, they can if they want to. All right, so that did come up they this morning. They can if they well, want to. Uh, you know, Brock says, all these average teams you think are just horrible. Like I said, Iowa. Does Iowa have much of a shot tonight? No. Does, does Iowa have much of a shot? No. We've seen them play. No. I mean, why are they going to go into the Breslin they're Center average. and win? Yeah, I mean, they're average. I mean, they're, you know... I, Tim, they're fifteen and eleven. That's a, a seven and eight in the Big Ten. This That's has average. been the hardest college basketball season for me to enjoy to the tournaments. And you say that every year because the tournaments to me give everybody a fair shot because you're not overwhelmingly influenced positively or negatively by where the game is played. Tim, I mentioned this to you just before you left, or just when you left yesterday. You know how much of a difference there is in the league standings from third to twelfth. Yeah. Three games. Yeah. Three. Wisconsin right now is would be the third seed right now, I believe. They're nine and six. Penn State would be the twelfth seed. They're six and nine. Then so I majority of, of the league is between that. So I thought about this in the shower. I said I'll ask Brock, Uh-oh. I'll get rebuked, but let's see how he answers. Uh oh. The Associated Press men's college basketball poll. Would okay. that poll look different this morning? If the only games that you judged were road games, how would the men's Associated Press, if if it would look different at all, would it look different? In other words, to the voters, the only thing you can you can judge are the road games. Could I mean, and furthermore, because that's what you would. If you no, were on the committee, that or if you were so, on then you the tell me committee. who do you think? And I know you don't have stats in front of you. No, do you have a thought? Who's the number one men's team in college basketball if you can only judge road games? Connecticut. I think they're the best team in the country. Well, so you're saying they might still be number one if yes. you only took that I into think consideration. The, I, I think they're the best team in the country. Because now I'm, you know, now the tournament suddenly for me, 
First of all, the one reason I have new interest because I don't think there's an overwhelming favorite to just go through this thing and win it easily. I think the closest team would be UConn. The but they're all, and, and but you, they're no lock to win I it. I mean, you don't see in de- mostly December, January, February, in the early part of it, you don't see teams playing neutral games. They're either home or away. The, the neutral games, those tournaments in November. And, by uh, Ma- and, that's, fo- and that's football season. Maui, I know, and, and you scream and about that. And I say that. they don't count. That's football season. Yeah. But you don't see neutral games. for You see home or away. Well, yeah, and they and don't play. I mean, look at yeah. states. States struggle it away, and they win at home. Not all the time, right? They've, they've won lost, a few road. They, they've, they've lost. They've lost a few at home. They've lost twice. James Madison and Wisconsin. Okay, and then they've lost. A, you know, they've won a few times on the road. Right. But once we get to the neutral sites, now to me, it's a bigger guessing game as to you know who you know who's healthy and who's not. Who's on a roll and who's not? Right. Who's the matchup and who's not? Who's got to travel the most and who doesn't? You know, to me, that's I think that's where a lot of the popularity of the NCAA. I think that's why they're upsets in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, Nobody's mean, playing home or away. Yeah, they're and, on a neutral site. And, and Tim, there's so much parity that second round games, for the most part, who the heck knows is going to win those games? I mean, you know what, what I mean? makes me crazy is when I read a media story that says ninth seeded so and so upset eighth seed. I said that's not an upset. No, the that's ninth not, seed, no. eighth seed. No, I, I mean, agree. those two teams are close together. Yeah, an eleven beating a six. That's an upset. Uh, Twelve beating a five. I mean, that's even an upset, a ten seven. Are, ten seven to me is not an upset. Yeah, that's a mild. They're at probably best. The, the one loss records are probably pretty close. And usually they are. Yeah, pretty close to each other. So I mean I think that's one reason college basketball soars in March because you don't because you don't have these games. For instance, in the women's NCAA tournament, you can slice and dice it any way you want. But if you get the home court for the first two games, which they have to do for attendance, of, most of the sixteen teams playing at home to start the women's NCAA tournament are going to advance. Most of them are going to win. Of the 16, 13 to 14 of them are going to advance. They're going to win two games, and then they go to the neutral site. And I think most of the women's coaches all want that changed. And I think it is going to change. Eventually. I think it's going to but change. But the reason they do it is because of attendance. Well, I think they're going to figure it out. And I think they're still going to, because they're going to say, you got to make it better for the women. And the women got to, and the women all want to play on neutral sites. Because the way it is now, to me, it's a 16-team tournament. Because those teams have a tremendous Not advantage. Not completely, but home. pretty close. Not all the time, right. but pretty close. Yeah. South Carolina's going to host. Ohio State's going to host. Stanford's going to host. Iowa's going to host. Texas, North Carolina State, USC, Southern Cal, they're going to host. Probably Virginia Tech as well. And a few others. Uh, so that works. Uh, that, there's no question that works. How, all about, right. in, how about Indiana? I know we got to go to break. Indiana's Indiana women, women lost at Illinois by 20 last night after Indiana's women had beat Illinois' women. These are all quality dairy nuts. 16 straight times. Indiana's ranked for They must have looked ahead to the Thursday game at home with Iowa. They were ranked 14th. Now, I think Michigan State goes to Illinois, and I had that as a lock blowout win. Well, now I'm not so sure. Yeah, got, yeah you can't say that now. No, I'm not so sure. Not so sure. And as we go to break, let me give you the choice of one out of two and tell me coming back who it is. The Big Ten Men's Basketball Coach of the Year will be one of two. Who will it be between... Hoiberg at Nebraska or Ben Johnson at Minnesota. Oh, good call. And we're right back. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on fresh from Meyer family pack chicken thighs for $1.49 per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks when I shop in-store, online, 
and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Doggy Daycare and Spa is proud to be the area's original doggy daycare center. With nearly two decades in business, we strive to provide your dog with the very best in cageless daycare, overnight boarding, and a full line of grooming services. Our expertly trained staff's commitment and love for your four-legged family member will be apparent the first time you step through our doors. With locations in Lansing and Okemos, we are convenient for everyone. Give us a call at 333-WOOF. That's 333-9663. Visit us online at lansinghiphounds.com. Or better yet, stop in for a tour today. Doggy Daycare and Spa, where the hip hounds hang out. Everybody needs to hydrate. Everybody wants the best water. Culligan Water of Lansing, everybody loves it. And there are new things to talk about from Craig Prang of Culligan, who's here with us. Craig? Yeah, you know, Tim, the uh, drinking water units are popular this time of year especially. But uh, if you want reverse osmosis for you and your family, uh, give us a call. You can rent them. You can buy them. If you have smell or odor or taste in the water throughout the house, um, we have iron filters and products that can clean up your water. Just give me a call. We do a lot with softeners also, renting them, purchasing them. It doesn't really matter. We'll find a budget for everybody. Uh, just give me a call, 393-1900. I'll be happy to come out, test your water. Probably take about 10 minutes for me to figure something out for you. promise we'll make it easy. Uh, most everybody says if we knew it, this was easy. Uh, we'd have done it a long time ago. It's such a wonderful company. On Dunkel Road in Lansing, if you want to stop by, Craig's there with a great staff. Culligan Water of Lansing, the finest water you can find anywhere at all. Have you run over one of those potholes lately? Your vehicle suspension, steering exhaust, and other undercar components can be seriously compromised when you hit one of them. Now take a minute and give Lake Lansing Road Mobile a call to set up an appointment for an undercar inspection today. Their certified techs will inspect, repair, and put you at peace of mind that you can continue you to safely maneuver the next pothole that comes your way. Call or stop by today. An undercover inspection. Lake Lansing Road Mobile. Lake Lansing Road and US 127. Call 484-2300. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC equal housing lender. Young or old, okay, male or female, you got some pains, you got aches, peak performance physical therapy is where you ought to start first. And they've got locations now in DeWitt, Mason, Westshire Drive in Lansing, and also Grand River Avenue in Okemos. 853-6800 is the number. Before you go through all those doctors and any of those surgeries, let their people take good care of you if they've done for so many people in the area. And hey, if you mention Stout on Sports when scheduling your evaluation, you receive a free gift when you come in for your first appointment. Peak Performance Physical Therapy. Hey, Michiganders, take them back. For decades, the state returned 90% of bottles and cans, making the state number one in the nation. Today, Michigan is only returning a disappointing 75%. State can do better, and it starts with you. Michigan's 10-cent deposit is a convenient and simple way to keep the streets, parks, and waterways clean, all while conserving valuable resources. These are your roads, your lakes, beaches, and your dimes, so take them back. The message brought to you 
you by Shoe Panda, Michigan company delivering sustainable material solutions since 1968. One of the special sports eateries in our area right across from Municipal Ballpark and Lansing Steakhouse Philly. A relaxed bar and eatery with sports on TV serving classic and creative cheesesteaks plus Greek fare that you'll enjoy. For dine-in or take-out, friends get together. Before and after Michigan State events, the campus is nearby. Open at 11 a.m. each day. Get the menu online at SteakhousePhilly.com. 337-2210. What a wonderful place you'll enjoy anytime. Steakhouse Philly. Belly Moments Ice Cream Sandwiches available tonight at the Breslin Center at every Michigan State athletic event at every Michigan State concession stand, and that's uh, athletics or otherwise. Also by the packages at all the quality dairy stores. It's always Belly Moments time any time of the year. And don't forget, what is today? Tuesday? Oh, half-price conies today at Sparty's Coney Island in Friend. Or up until 2 o'clock, dine in or carry out half-price. And when you're at Sparty's Coney Island any day, you be sure and tell Dominic behind the counter that we sent you. From Mud Ice Arena to Little Caesars Arena, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game, 7.30 a.m. On the go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Time now for our daily Gillespie Group Sparrow High School salute. The Gillespie Group is renowned for bringing positive change through creative real estate solutions. Many of their developments are recognized in our area and around the country. The 35th Annual Scholar Athlete Awards, Scholarship Awards from Farm Bureau Insurance to the Michigan High School Athletic Association. There are 32 winners. They'll all be honored during the Boys State High School Finals at the Breslin Center on March 16th. 13 are from Class A or Division I schools, including two from the mid-Michigan area, two athletes. They will get $2,000 scholarships because of their athletic prowess. They have at least a 3.5 grade point average, if not higher. They have lettered in multiple sports, and clearly that's the case with two of the 13 winners of $2,000 scholarships from the MHSAA and Farm Bureau Insurance. We're talking about Lily Sackrider, a senior at St. John's High School, plays three sports, and you all have heard of A.J. Martell at Mason, four sports. Uh, both are probably going to Hope College. A.J. Martell definitely to play football. Lily Sackrider will study pre-med at either Hope or the University of Michigan. Lily Sackrider of St. John's, A.J. Martell of Mason, $2,000 scholarship winners from Farm Bureau Insurance in the Scholar Athlete Competition. They wrote essays on good sportsmanship, and they were both obviously very, very good, judged appropriately, and they will be honored at the state basketball finals with their peers, okay, in all 32 from across the state of Michigan. Marketplace apartments by the Gillespie Group are in the Stadium District and provide riverfront and river trail access out your back door. There's the MP Social Bar and Lounge in the lobby and unique layouts. You can get a Gillespie tour of any property today. Whenever you call 679-7364, 679-7364. And the Gillespie Group this morning salutes two winners from mid-Michigan high school, seniors on their way to college after graduation this year. They'll have $2,000 scholarships for the essays that they wrote and with the other qualifications of academic prowess, athletic prowess, Lily Sackrider, a senior at St. John's on the way to either Hope or the University of Michigan and A.J. Martell, a four-sport standout at Mason, 
and he's on the way to Hope College to play football. That 2000 will help him because the MIAA schools do not give full scholarships. Uh, no, not Division Three. That's correct. So there, I have some emails in here, and one of them somewhat critical of me and praiseworthy of Brock, and usually that will disqualify it being read. Yeah, you don't like. Yeah, you don't like reading those for some reason. Uh, Tim, you're forgetting a Big Ten Coach of the Year candidate and Chris Collins at Northwestern. Yep, that's good. That's fair. I see you're probably yep, right about that. I fair. put him as the favorite right now and don't even think it's that close. Uh, I'd have to, well, I think what Hoiberg did at Nebraska and yep. what Ben Johnson has done at Minnesota. I think they're, I think those are the top three right there. You can't give it to Matt Painter because they were supposed to finish. But I think uh, what he says about Chris Collins, yeah, I think he probably have to say at least he is in the running for that. And I guess uh, he, he's the best coach they've ever had at Northwestern. Ever. T- Tim, about Coach uh, Fran coming in tonight, and uh, we're talking about Fran McCaffrey, the men's basketball coach at Iowa. He said, I heard he's bringing a walk on shooting guard tonight. Caitlin might change your odds tonight. Night. She'll drive Izzo crazy. You know what? I'd love to ask Fran McCaffrey, even if it was off the record, does she ever practice with a men's team? Has she ever played horse or pig against the men's players? Mm. Have you used her in any way on the men's team in any way, shape, or form? Has she ever addressed the men's team uh, with a pepper? Has she ever? I, when she walked into the arena Saturday for the Wisconsin game, the place went nuts because she got recognized and she had security guards with her and all that. It's amazing that you have to have security guards as a college athlete, but that's how much but she stands state, out. In the state of Iowa, she does. Well, pretty much anywhere she goes now. I would be surprised if she hasn't had, even if it's informal, some kind of interaction with the men's basketball team regarding, you know, either playing an ad lib game or being in practice or whatever it is. Now, look how nasty this is. Brock. I agree on your take regarding Tim's takes on good teams. Remember, a week ago, he said Kansas State was good. Kansas State, I think, lost to Texas by six They're last 15 night. and 11, Tim. Uh, I, I was good at a team to look out for in the NCAA tourney. I told him they won't even make the tourney. Look and, at Kansas State's records. Tell might. me how Tim thinks they're good, but, yep, thinks uh, the team's locked into the tourney stink. Uh, when I said that, they had just beaten Kansas. Okay, they had just beaten, not that Kansas doesn't lose other games. Right, Kansas has lost six games this year, and they're still ranked in the top ten. I have more emails. Which is surprising. Tells you what the rankings mean. An interesting NFL rule change suggestion is coming from J.J. Watt, who says they should reduce a holding penalty from ten yards to five. Why? Holding is not being called on many plays where it occurs. And if the penalty is less yardage, it would be called more accurately and frequently similar to a false start. But then would you have a penalty on every single play? Because you can afford to go ahead and hold because the penalty is only five yards, not ten. Uh, I don't know. But if maybe doing that would clean the game up a bit. Well, I, think, I said maybe. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to ask high school coaches. Is holding but, missed? Is but you holding know the toughest call? Is for, holding not? He's got credibility because he's one of the greatest defensive tackles ever and going to be going into the Hall of Fame in about four or five years. Tim, Michigan State has hired Kaylee Johnson uh, as its new director of recruiting communications and operations. A former Michigan State track and field athlete, Johnson spent the 2023 season with Rutgers. As its assistant director of recruiting, she also worked with the Sound Mind, Sound Body Training Academy in Detroit. Kaylee Johnson grew up in Detroit, the sister of Michigan sophomore defensive back Will Johnson. Uh, I would imagine they'd have some spirited discussions all the way around. Uh, And this one's in here, and I agree with it. Tim, the D-Zone, that's capital D, small letter Z-O-N-E, the D-Zone, does a great job making brackets easy to follow, unlike the MHSAA site. 
I support the MHSAA, and the reality is when I go to MHSAA.com to look at the brackets, I can't figure it out. Now, that might be my, you know, my shortcoming. Uh, Brock just did the D zone, and they all come up nice and easy. Like, yeah, you just got to click around for it, and you can print. Obviously, you can uh, print it out. It has it from the districts, and then uh, you got to click on another button to get from regionals to the um, to the uh, state finals. The MHSA does. You can print out brackets on the MHSA website from regionals on the way down, just not at the district level. I don't need to print them. I just want to read them easy. Just click, click on my phone, and boom, there they are. I can read them to you. Or I can read them to myself. Okay. He adds here the number you may see next to a team is the D-Zone's ranking, is they have a top 100. Right, Okamas District is loaded, but look at District 7 as well. What's District 7? Uh, look that up. Give me a second. And the Lugnuts are telling me today single-game tickets are going on sale. Does that include the Crosstown Showdown? I would imagine it does. I would think, but I don't know. Uh, the Lansing Lugnuts announcing today 2024 single-game tickets are on sale now. That game, by the way, is April the 3rd. Uh, against Michigan State, and the Crosstown Tuesday, Showdown. I believe. All right, so I think that's a Tuesday. All right, what else, what else do I have here? I've gone through. I've, I've gone through the emails a little bit. I've By the way, the district district seven is uh, e uh, East Kentwood Byron Center District. So there you go. That's over in the Grand Rapids area, obviously. All right, high school basketball Friday night. We have Waverly. Excuse no. me, of Okemos at East Lansing. Yeah. So Oak last night, Okemos plays its senior night game against, and I said to Brock, I said, when I go back through my 50,000 years on the air, how many times do I remember massive, massively talented boys basketball teams from Muskegon Heights? Yep. And last night, Okemos at home beat Muskegon Heights 70-26. to 26. What happened to Muskegon Heights boys basketball? They lost. A, they have lost a lot of enrollment. Uh, they dropped down all the way to Division IV or Class D uh, a few years ago because of a lack of enrollment. I believe the, the, the public school itself closed, and then they became a public school academy. And I, it's now just Muskegon Heights Academy now. They used to have the same colors. I think they're the Tigers. That's their nickname. Orange and black are their, are their uh, school colors. But yeah, okay, no, so, I hear you. And what? And, and also, and then last is really week, good. what? Saginaw played Saginaw Arthur Hill for the boy. And uh, Saginaw, was it Saginaw that crushed the one? It was eighty-four know. to fifty-two. Okay. But what? So they're consolidating next uh, this coming fall. Yes. So there'll be no more Saginaw Arthur Hill and Saginaw High School. It's, Could play in the regionals this year, but then that and then that will be it. Yeah, but one of them's very. I think it was Arthur Hill's the weak team. Okay. Was eighty? All I, I can remember know. was eighty-four to fifty-two. Okay. I guess they played before a sold-out Saginaw Civic Center. So, was, and, and Flint Central is no more. No, Flint so, Northern's no more, Tim. So, wait, Pontiac Central's no more. There's just one Pontiac. It's Pontiac High School. So, when Central you remember Northern, back yeah. 40, 50 years ago to the to the monster names in boys' high school basketball and the old Saginaw Valley League, you can remember schools like Pontiac Central. Flint Central, isn't that where uh, Bill Frieder coached at Flint Central? No, Cent it was North. He coached oh, at Flint, Flint Northern. Northern. Yeah, he was Flint. And North. Flint Northern's no more. Okay, so there was Flint Northern, Flint Central, Pontiac Central, Saginaw, which still exists, but it's consolidated with Saginaw Arthur. I mean, is this part of the public schools just consolidating to some degree? And a lack of enrollment. I mean, in Lansing, it occurred with Lansing Harry Hill High School, which they built, and then it went OB, although I think they use it for something else now. It's a it's a community center right on the south southwest side of the city. Yeah, uh, there remember there was talk more than a dozen, about a dozen years ago that maybe Eastern and Sexton would consolidate because of lessened enrollment, but... By the way, enrollment stabilized. Then I saw, especially at Sexton, somebody beat Battle Creek Central the other night, and Battle Creek Central's boys are four and sixteen. 
Yeah. Pinch me. Yeah, I know. Tim, I remember when Battle Creek Central, when Chuck Turner, the great Chuck Turner was their head coach, they would they would play at their field house, Chuck Turner field house, and it would be packed every night. Now they only they don't even play very many games at their field house. They just play in their smaller gym. So there's still Kalamazoo Central, Battle yep. Creek Central, Ann Arbor Pioneer. I mean, I'm thinking of all these Battle major, Creek Lakeview. Uh, the Lakeview's still around, and then and what about Benton, Har- Benton Harbor? What's the deal with Benton Harbor? Benton Harbor's still around. Yep. Uh, so we have that yep. right. Yeah. Uh, Olson says we can call him at any time here at eleven oh five. So well, we, uh, at eleven oh five. Okay. Well, I mean, Dave Ellis is supposed to be on at that time. Well, then I'll bump him back to eleven twenty five. Okay. And then that way everybody stays. You know, everybody stays in their lane. There you go. But uh, when I saw that last night, the Muskegon, because I had the old man Oakham is hosting Muskegon Heights, so that's a rough non-conference game. Why they line that? I'm the only one by forty four. So here are the you want predictions? I'd say, write them down and let's see if I hit the if I hit the parlay. Mm. Here's the parlay Here for go. the boys high schools. Close, but East Lansing will beat Okemos Friday by at least ten. Okay, to end the regular season. Okay, so now we go to the Mason District next week, uh, and it's uh, what Okemos plays Mason in the semifinals. Yes, close game. Mason wins it by six. Okay. And then in the other one, it would be, what, East Lansing and Holt? Or, Holt or, beats, Everett, or Everett. That'll yeah. be Holt. So East Lansing will beat Holt, and that'll be by 12. Okay. So that sets us up for the final with Mason and East Lansing, and East Lansing will win that by five. I think that district's... I and, think we're, that, and we're very likely to broadcast that game a week from Friday, Eric. Not only I, that, at Mason High School. the Wednesday and Friday crowds at Mason. I, what's that gym, Holt? 2,500? Yeah, you're in the neighborhood, yeah. They'll be packed. It'll be absolutely packed for okay. And it's a doubleheader semifinal Wednesday, On Wednesday, right? yes. Well, you're going to have two really good games, looks like. So there you go. Now, once they get to the regionals, I'd have to see the matchup. Uh, it's uh, They would play the winner of the uh, Grand Ledge District, which is either going to likely be Waverly or DeWitt. I would pick Waverly. So Waverly would play, uh, assuming they win the Grand Ledge District, they would play the winner of the Mason District in the in one of the regional semifinals. I don't have any mid-Michigan teams on the boys' side in the semifinals. And by the way, the semifinals for the boys are March 14th and 15th, and those are our Farm Bureau Insurance High School Tournament Specials. We've had those for years and years and years. And we may have some tickets to give away, and too. And we should have tickets we to give away. Can't guarantee it, but we uh, there's a good chance we will. How about this possibility? Uh-oh. Who's Who's complaining? Uh, who, who I'm not complaining yet unless you till you say something, um, and then I might. All right. How about March 16th? That's a Saturday. Yeah. The boys' high school finals, but across the street could be the Big Ten hockey semifinal between either Notre Dame or Michigan at Michigan State. Yeah. The following Saturday, March 23rd, the girls' high school state championship finals, mm-hmm. and across the street. The Big Ten championship game between Michigan State and whoever. You could have a crowded campus could. if it plays out that way. Now, I think I've got the dates right because I went through that. I think you're pretty close. And Ellis is, you know, is up next. And, 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 and we were talking, so we got hockey guys in the office. So I, I said to them, have you considered the possibility <coughs> that if Michigan State wins the Big Ten regular season, <coughs> they'll be in the NCAA tournament regardless? Oh, they're locked in now. And yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what credibility you give the Big Ten hockey tournament. But if State gets the bye as the winner, they could play their single, and the guys think it's a ridiculous format, three weeks, 
And why are the single games, the last two, instead of a best of three, which is the opening thing, that way with a single game in the opening, you could consolidate it to two weeks. Get well, it the, should be consolidated get to two the, weeks. Get the riffraff out of the way anyway, because the riffraff's going to play in the first round, four, five, six, and seven on the road. So more than, more than likely they'll be up. But State, more than likely, might have to defend Munarina in a one-game semifinal against either Michigan or Notre Dame, mm-hmm. which would not be easy. No. In a one-game knockout. No, not at all. You know, if it was a best of three, you'd say, well, you know, you could lose one and then you're still playing. Right. Right. We'll see. Go to break, come back. Calling a water hotline 342263. Our email address, tim.stout at wilx.com. Dan Olson, I want to ask him, why are Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods taking verbal haymakers at each other? Mickelson and Woods are throwing haymakers at each other. That and more when we return on the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Here's on tap today here on the game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Yeah, Dan Olson's coming up. He's in the 11 o'clock hour. Dave Ellis is coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. And uh, yeah, former Hazlitt uh, football coach Charlie Outlewski, he's scheduled to join us in the 12 o'clock hour at 1 ESPN Radio. Uh, and then at 3, it's the huge show. Over on 1240 WJIM uh, tonight, or at 12 noon, rather, uh, the uh, Robin Freilich uh, Coaches Show. That's at 12 noon uh, this afternoon. And then at uh, 6 o'clock tonight, 1240 WJIM, Classic Rock, 94.9 MMQ. It is Michigan State men's basketball. They host Iowa tonight. That's what's on tap. The game, 730 AM, WVFN. Tailgating season or any other special occasion, Tom's Food Centers in Okemos in Portland are ready to make it great for you. The entire family has created Tom's Food Centers, and they upgrade the stores with new renovations on a consistent basis. And it's also so convenient to get in and out right away seven days a week. A lot of things on sale. The stores are fully stocked. They're neat, clean, sanitary. And for all those special occasions, you can dart in and out anytime, seven days a week. Try them. Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland. Golf is never out of season at Michigan State's Forest Acres Complex. Regardless of the weather or the time of the year, you can practice with the facilities. And the pro shops have all kinds of spectacular apparel and Michigan State artifacts you really can't find anywhere else. Great for gift-giving ideas at any time of the year. Online, golf.msu.edu for everything Michigan State. And the 2024 season has got a lot of opportunities for golfers everywhere. Forest Acres Complex Golf at Michigan State. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want custom-built in Okemos. For more than 15 years, custom-built design and remodeling has been the leading full-service design-build remodeling company at Mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design-build company is, you got to Google custom-built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Build in Okemos, a great renovation company. MidMichigan has been blessed for 89 years with the convenience of a quality dairy store serving MidMichigan in so many different ways. Sundry items at any time you're short, you can run to a quality dairy store. Everything from gasoline to laundry to bakeries to delicatessen, you name it, and the quality dairy stores have it for you. And their fresh baked items are fantastic and there's always something in the deli that's special every day. There's always 
always high quality at Quality Dairy, serving you all over mid-Michigan seven days a week. Ork. City Limits in Mason, what a gathering place for people who've enjoyed bowling and just recreation and get-togethers for a number of years, and it's going hot and heavy, and it's safe and sound, and you ought to see all the people in the parking lot who enjoy City Limits every single day. You can sign up for a bowling league for a special occasion seven days a week after a game or go watch games on the big screen TV. City Limits on Cedar Street in Mason. Everybody knows where it is and everybody loves it. You'll love City Limits Cedar Street in Mason too. We all want more out of work and out of life. More top line ideas, more bottom line results, more support on the job to get us more time away from the job. To get more, it helps to have a trusted partner like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network. It doesn't matter how big or small your business is. We help you stretch dollars and offer the health care coverage you want so you can focus on your job and life away from it. To see what Blue Cross can do for you, visit timeformore.com. It's amazing to me the fabulous quality of Washworld in cleaning your vehicle. Two locations in our area, Okemos and Jolly Road and on the west side, I-96 at the MLK exit. State of the art, full service, free vacuum. Who offers that? $2 off on Wednesday, gift cards available, and you can get monthly and yearly wash subscriptions. You're in and out right away. Your vehicle looks great any time of the year. Make your car or truck look great at Wash World. The best in quality, the fastest service, believe me, in Okemos and Westside Lansing. It's the red hot place in Lansing, in the Frandor Shopping Center, Sparty's Coney Islands. It's where all the world's problems get solved by everybody that loves the place, and it's only open till 2 o'clock each day. The breakfasts on Saturday or any other day are great, but those Sparty Coney Islands are fantastic. Catering carry out the works, okay? Oh, there are other items on the menu, but on Tuesdays, you can get the Sparty's Coney Island Spectacular for half price, $1.99 for Coney's. That's on Tuesday. Sparty's Coney Islands in Frandor. Mid-Michigan tax to the rescue this tax season. You're unsure, right, the way you're doing it. Are you doing it yourself? You don't like who you have doing it. We need more of a refund. We're paying too much. You're not sure. Deb Allerding at Mid-Michigan Tax solves that problem in an instant. But you need an appointment because they're busy, all right? They do payroll as well. Mid-Michigan Tax at 694-9545, 694-9545, and you can thank us later. The Game, 7.30 a.m. Streaming the best and non-stop sports talk now for all of Lansing in the free Game 7.30 a.m. app. Tap, tap, tap in today. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios during the break. By, uh, Brock, when I, I said, okay, Valentine's Day's come and gone. What's the next big one? And he, he suggested perhaps March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Do people buy jewelry for any reason surrounding St. Patrick's Day? Let's Probably emerald-related, because uh, green. Well, we'll ask the expert. That would be Brooke Humble and our official jeweler, Ozzy, kitty-corner from Frandor, parking in front, one of the best anywhere in the country, right, let alone our area. Ozzy, the official jeweler of the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Morning, Brooke. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Settle a, not an argument, settle, a, uh, you know, a question. Uh, does St. Patrick's Day resonate in any way with people around jewelry? Not as much as some of the other holidays, but there are some diehard Irish people out there who do love their, their emeralds and their um, four-leaf clovers. 
So we do have a couple of the green, like they look like clovers in our store that are on gold necklaces and a pair of earrings that are really beautiful that for that person who does want to dress a little bit more festive with some real 14 karat jewel, gold jewelry and some jade or some emeralds. We do have things in stock. And if there's other things that you want, maybe something that is just silver and a little clover or something, we are able to order something like that for you and get them in usually in about 24 to 48 hours. So again, I always say if it's something that you can think of that you want, we can probably make it happen. Just give us about 24 to 48 hours to do a little bit of research and possibly even get it in for you. Well, there are the other staples like Easter and also First Communions and Mother's Day and graduation and open houses. <clears throat> Excuse me, and that's just off the top of my head. And I guess it's never too early in some instances, especially if something needs to be ordered, fair to say. That is fair to say. And we also are we're heading into bridal season. So, you know, a lot of people get engaged. They get engaged year round. But a lot of people get engaged around the holidays and Valentine's Day. And, and, and then, you know, they're, they're engaged for a certain period of time. And then it's time to buy wedding bands. And so we call this bridal season. So there's a lot of spring, summer, and fall weddings. So people are now starting to come into the store and they're choosing the bands to wear with the engagement ring. And so a band for her and then a band for him. And so we have many, many different options and styles in the store in the yellow gold, rose gold, white gold, and platinum. And then there's all different styles now. Before, the women were just wearing a simple diamond band or maybe a simple gold band. And now there's some that are in different designs and different shapes. And some look like crowns and some look like the diamonds are floating. And so there's all these different options now for the women. And same for the men. Men, a lot of times, they want either white gold, yellow gold, or rose gold, and so we can do just a, a traditional band. There's some with a little bit more detail. And then we also have tungsten. And tungsten is not a precious metal. It is less expensive than the, than the gold and the precious metals that we have. Um, it's very hard. You cannot size it, but we can order your correct size. And if you ever needed a different size, we just send it back, and then they send us a new one in your correct size. And, and those are a little bit less expensive, a little, little bit less costly. And um, a lot of times people really like that. Um, and sometimes they even buy two. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. We've got a lot of options, and we welcome you to come on in and check out our, our wedding bands if you have a wedding coming up here soon. Well, then for the bride and groom, oftentimes they'll want to buy some kind of a gift for the wedding party, either on the bride's side or the groom's side. Suggestions there within the store as well in that regard? Well, yes. Well, and a lot of times the, the, the grooms, when they're in the store, they always joke about how they need a wedding watch. So many times they drop some not-so-subtle hint to their fiancé, and they hope that she will buy him a watch for the wedding day. And many times the, the women do. Um, so that's kind of, you know, something fun. And, and if you want that engraved at the wedding date or something, that's something that Sammy can do right here in our store. Um, and then for her, a lot of times the grooms will come in and they might buy her a diamond pendant or a bracelet or a pair of earrings or something like that for her. And then regarding the wedding party, we do sell a lot of items um, for bridal parties, uh, Shinola wallets, uh, sometimes Shinola watches, uh, uh, little bracelets that we have here, a lot of um, diamond, little diamond studs or crystal studs. So we do help brides and grooms all the time try to find a little something special for their wedding party. It's a lot of fun to do that. They're always really in a great mood, and we love to play a part in that. And what else is hot these days? Well, you know, there's a lot of things going on at the jewelry store that's super hot, but I have to pause for a minute and give a shout-out to the Lansing Community Women's Basketball Team, Lansing Community College Women's Basketball Team, the Lansing Stars. 
Um, my daughter, as you know, she played for Hazlitt all through high school, and she did a really great job. She's playing at LCC this year, and they are having a phenomenal season. I'm not sure if you're aware, but they're at 22 and four. Yeah, I did it's know the that. First time. Yeah, it's the first time that they've won so many games uh, in like 10 or 12 years or something. And so they're they're finishing out their season, and I told her I would give her a little shout-out and her team a little shout-out and Coach Megan Hudson, and, and I hope that people are able to cheer them on. It'll be live-streamed tomorrow night and Saturday, but we are, uh, we're going for first place in our conference, so we're really excited about that. So you're one of the few that has that to pass on because, as you probably have experienced now, if you're an athlete at Lansing Community College, Unless the specific coach, him or herself, makes a big deal to pass on news items regarding the season, they are clueless as to how to do that. We, yeah, I think you're right. We occasionally will get the email that they will send to their officials and people who work the games, which is useless to us. But in terms of promoting their own sports in the community, one thing that's been consistent there through the years, and they have some pretty good teams now because their spring teams are pretty good. They're very good in baseball. They've always been good in running. So this is their best women's basketball team, and they have absolutely no idea how to promote it. They don't have any department that does that. They don't have an individual that understands how to put on releases and that the way high schools and for that matter Michigan State and the pros do they have absolutely no idea so what you just did by passing that on you almost served as their public relations director besides being at Aussie at the same time and they're deserving of that credit because they you know they're all local kids for the most part and they've had a terrific season and they have a very nice gym to play which people can go and watch the games fair to say gymnasium is very nice their gymnasium is beautiful, and it's it's been really great. You know, we've started out, uh, you know, beginning of the season, and there were just a handful of, of spectators there. It was, you know, kids from other sports and then just the parents of the team. And now there's quite a few people that come in, and that gym is it's fairly packed. So it's really great. I'm so proud of them, and I will have a, a conversation with Coach Hudson and let her know that I, like you said, I was a PR for them, and maybe she'll be able to call. Well, in toward that Wednesday. man, give her our phone number, yeah. and you you know you know the drill. You know when we're on. Tell her to I go will. ahead and call because she's probably not going to be interviewed anyplace else. You know, on the air anyway, anytime soon. And we are happy to do that. And we'll remind you the number at Ozzy is three three two seventy nine hundred, and Brooke is there to help you. Thanks, Brooke. Congratulate your daughter. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday. That sounds great. Thanks, Tim. Take care. Here are the news headlines. Okay, so at 11.05 Ellis, 11.25 Olson. Uh, who did I say? Uh, uh, 12, I, Charlie Outlewski in the 12 o'clock He's 12.30, hour. and Andrew might be at 12.05. So we got guests coming in. we got a lot to get caught up on. And I want to ask Olson, why are Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods throwing haymakers verbally at each other these days more in a moment? This is the Tuesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. East Lansing, a town square media station. Lansing Sports Leader. The game, 730 AL. Hi, I'm Jeff Metz, and I'm here. Hope you stretched during that timeout. We're, We're back, back for, for more sports. sports. It's the game, 730 AM. Uh, I think I pulled a hammy. Welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports. On Lansing Sports Station, the game, 730 AM. Starring the Dean. Michigan Sports Tim Stout. Get in the call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263 or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now.
now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. Hour number two this morning is brought to you by the two Wash World locations, Okemos and Jolly Road, and then on the west side, I-96 at the MLK exit. Okay, $2 off on Wednesdays. Weather should be good this week, okay? Free vacuum service all the time. Gift cards available, frequency discounts, and more when you stop and get that vehicle looking super good at the Wash World locations in our area. We always appreciate it when we get help and expertise from Dave Ellis. He's good at what he does in a variety of ways, including our college hockey insider. But he also works for Peacock, and Peacock has the game tonight at the Breslin Center, Iowa, at Michigan State. Morning, Dave. Hello, Tim. How are you? Good. How many Peacock games in basketball have you worked this winter? I didn't know that until a few moments ago. Yeah, this is my sixth game for them, I believe. So quite a few, actually. They've uh, I haven't traveled for this one. Every game I've done has been at the Breslin Center, but pretty much every time Peacock has been in town, I've been working. All right, so when you say the term, when you use the name Peacock in the world, everybody gets mad because they think that's something they got to buy, which they do over and above their subscription television. That said, do you have an idea of what the future is for Peacock around college and professional sports if you have a thought? Uh, this is the kind of get our feet wet year, and by next year they are going to expand what they're doing in the Big Ten. So if uh, if you're not happy with them right now, you're going to be even more unhappy going forward because they're going to start doing even more. Well, I mean, they had, I mean, we, we're Peacock, so, I mean, last Thursday, Caitlin's on, and she was on for the record against Michigan, and it's always fun. You would have enjoyed that, watching Michigan kind of fed to the wolves as you, <laughs> they only gave up 106 in that game, and I think Peacock's got the women's game, Iowa at Indiana Thursday night, so it's got the Michigan State game. Does Peacock do things much differently in terms of crew? and production from the big networks like NBC or is it pretty much the same? Uh, it's, I mean, it's an NBC crew for sure. Uh, it, they're pretty similar to how they staff a Big Ten network game. CBS is the one that really blows things out. They, they bring in full network crews from uh, out of the area and don't use a lot of the local guys. So uh, typically it's, it's a lot of the same local faces that are on the crew for either a Peacock or a BTN game. And you know, it's nice to get that consistency because when you walk in the door, you know what the guy next to you is doing, and uh, they're usually pretty good shows. So if you're an Iowa fan, you would have had to have Peacock to watch Caitlin last week, the men's team tonight, to watch Caitlin Thursday night in Indiana. I would imagine some of those Iowa fans were a bit frustrated because, to your point, if you don't have Peacock, you've missed a lot of the basketball, at least from that state, from the Big Ten anyway. Well, I mean, what else is there to do in Iowa? <laughs> you're going to buy it anyway because you're going to be inside watching stuff because you can't be up plowing fields or growing corn right now. Or reason. I mean, the pigs are going to take care of themselves. So, you know, go buy your peacock and sit inside and relax and wait till spring. All right. Am I correct in uh, assuming? I mean, I'm, I've gazed into my crystal ball. I'll get to the Wisconsin-Ohio State thing. I'll get to that. But is it possible that on Saturday, March 16th, in the Mun Arena, Michigan State, as the Big Ten regular season champion after another bye week, could be hosting in a one-game semifinal either Notre Dame or Michigan. Am I on to something with that, or do you want to counter that? Well, it depends on who wins the first-round series because everything does get reseeded. So if Ohio State were to upset uh, whoever finished second, which is still in question right now, it's not a lock to be Wisconsin or Michigan State. Minnesota could still mathematically get into that spot. But if uh, whoever the, the, the lower-seeded team left would be, 
would would be in there. So the opponent notwithstanding, yes, it is very possible that Michigan State would be hosting a hockey game on the same day as the boys' basketball. Well, now that's something I did not know. So they're not pre-bracketed according to, the, you know, it's no. not, they're Tim, not it's, pre-bracketed. It's sort of like the NFL playoffs when you get the division divisional round. The highest seed always plays the lowest seed, and that's how that works. And refresh my recollection, it, there is such a thing as a Big Ten regular season hockey champion. Does that get a trophy and you skate around the ice, or is that only if you win the tournament? There is one for the regular season, and as we've pointed out before, every other school in the Big Ten has at least a regular season or a playoff title, one or, one or the other, if not both. And the last one waiting to join the club is Michigan State. All right, this ought to be good, Brock. Why am I hearing from various hockey areas that NHL executives have their eyes on Adam Nightingale? Because successful coaches get eyes. I, I would think that would be part of it. He certainly got some pro chops. Uh, he's su- succeeded very well in what he's doing in this project here. So, you know, you're not going to look at a guy who's sitting around 500. You, you, you want somebody who's going to be successful. So, oh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to, if nothing else, see what he's doing here and see what's happening, whether it's him or the success that they're watching. That's uh, up for debate. It would depend on the franchise. I hear. <laughs> The more they win, I hear the NHL has its peepers on him because he does have a a vast background across hockey, correct? He does. He's got a lot of levels, uh, both in the USA program and for the Red Wings and now in college and a lot of international. And he's got some great connections around hockey. And I I do think he's very happy with what he's doing right now after spending some time with uh, with him and some of the ex-players last night. He's definitely enjoying himself where he is right now, but you know, he's not a guy who's ever going to slam the door on anything either. So you know, it's, it's the kind of thing right now that you, you always hope your coaches have that kind of level of success and uh, they get looked at by other places that you know, you've got somebody they want. All right. I had to sit down Friday night when I saw that Wisconsin lost in overtime at Ohio State uh, I get to, uh, to a team that had won one Big Ten game the entire season, one, and they lose in overtime. So I thought, well, you know, tomorrow night it's 8-1 to one Wisconsin. And then Wisconsin lost Saturday night to a team that went into the weekend with one win. Who is the most frustrating team for Wisconsin fans at the moment? Men's basketball having lost five out of six from the number six national ranking or hockey, which has been prominently ranked all season long and gave up five out of six points in the standings in Columbus last weekend. Yeah, what's in the water at the Kohl Center right now? Maybe they need to go change the filter or something on that side of the building. Uh, I would imagine that, uh, you know, it's not a great time to be a fan in Madison right now. But uh, as far as the hockey goes, I I don't think you should have been completely taken aback by that. I had already told people that in the four games before they play that last weekend series, Wisconsin was going to drop some points just because of the form they were in. And if you look back at the really bad teams that they've played this year, like Lindenwood, they ended up in a shootout and lost that game. Like at home against Alaska Anchorage, they ended up losing that game too. So they've had a track record that when you play a really, really bad team, they don't get up for the game. And then that's clearly what happened over the weekend. They probably should have won the Friday night game. Ohio State got lucky in a couple of spots, but they were dominated on Saturday. So whether that was just, well, you know, we're giving up, we can't really do anything anymore. Uh, that was really surprising to see that. So the magic number right now is eight points. 
that at any combination of Michigan State gaining points or Wisconsin dropping them, the number is eight. And that means that if Wisconsin loses a game at Penn State this weekend, then with a sweep, Michigan State can win the Big Ten regular season title on senior night on Saturday. So uh, will Ohio State bring any of that momentum into East Lansing Friday or Saturday, or that was an aberration and they were playing at home? Well, yeah, playing at home is certainly going to be a part of that. But, uh, no, that certainly opened the eyes, I'm sure, of the Michigan State team of, well, we can't really just take these guys for granted when they walk into the building. But it's going to be an emotional weekend here, too. It's the last regular season series. It's going to be senior night. You've got a lot of uh, a lot of attention on this team now with how they keep moving up in the pairwise, and uh, I think they'll be fine. Whether you know, Ohio State took their one shot and it was last weekend, that that remains to be seen. They still have not gotten consistent goaltending. They got it last weekend. Can they put together two weekends in a row? They certainly have not been able to do that to this point in the season. So you know, whether they're just getting hot at the right time of the year, you never know. They've got talent. And uh, they, they just haven't been able to put stuff together. And they've been missing some key pieces. And maybe they're finally developing at least a little rapport with the guys on the bench that they can get something done. But I wouldn't expect they would come in here and, uh, and, and take a lot of points this weekend, if any. Would I be correct in guessing that on Saturday night, March 23rd in Monterino, will be the highest demand in 30, 40 years for a Michigan State hockey ticket when Minnesota plays at Michigan State Saturday night, March 23rd for the Big Ten Tournament Championship. Two teams, highly ranked, top five more than likely, both headed to the NCAA tournament regardless of the outcome. A 50-50 game at that, and the place will be rocking. And if you want to go, and by the way, how do they do tickets for the playoffs? Because that's not part, I would think, of the, of the season ticket package is going to be new around here because usually when the regular season's over, that ends the home games. But March 23rd, if it's state and, say, Minnesota for the Big Ten tournament title, my sense is you have to go back well into the Ron Mason era to find less of a demand for or a ticket that will be uh, in effect that night if you want to comment. I'm going to guess that uh, the last time there would have been that kind of demand would have been when Ryan Miller was chasing the NCAA shutout record. And uh, there were all kinds of scalpers on the outside getting three figures for uh, for tickets then. So the, the Big Ten Conference controls all the ticketing for the playoffs, and they will, of course, use the schools and their ticket offices, but all of that revenue goes to the conference, not to the schools. So well, I'm, I'm sure that wherever it's going to be, uh, the Big Ten wants this in the biggest building possible with the most possible demand. And uh, they would certainly, well, if, if given their choice, they'd want that game to be at Wisconsin because it's a much bigger building. But uh, I, I think you're going to have a hard time if that uh, scenario comes to pass. Uh, if you don't have a ticket already, uh, the, the, I'm sure the season ticket holders will get first crack at them, and I uh, can't imagine a lot of people would be, would be turning those tickets down. All right, Brock, watch this. If you're a Michigan Stater, and in the semifinals, you're going to face either Notre Dame or Michigan in Mon Arena, a one-game night, a one-game shot, who would you least prefer to play between Notre Dame and Michigan if you had your choice, and why? I have so an answer for that myself. Ohio State out of it. I'm taking you're every. I'm, I'm taking out everything okay. out of it because I don't think they're going to go much further. I mean, I, I. I mean, they've been horrendous for the entire year, except for last weekend, and I'm sure Wisconsin contributed to that. But for the for the bit of this question, 
I'm anxious to see if state could take its pick or you could take your pick. I'll, I'll answer it first. I don't want Michigan coming back into Monterito. In a one-game shootout, they would not have that much pressure on them, in my opinion. They won here before. They lost the series three games to one. They know they can ruin state season, and they have talent. And they're, help their own NCAA tournament, because they, they're iffy right now. I think they're goofy, don't get me wrong. And I don't think they're nearly as good as they were a year ago. But they do have talent, okay? And they obviously played well here the first time. I think Notre Dame struggles to score no matter who it plays. Uh, I, uh, that's not to say that Notre Dame couldn't come in here and steal one. I, I wouldn't want to play Michigan, even though Michigan State beat them three out of four. You can have at it. What wins playoff games? Defense and goaltending, and Michigan has neither. I would much rather play them than Notre Dame. Really? You may get your wish. Brock, are you running tape? Run tape. <laughs> he says, like I always say with Lyle calls, yes, I, yes, I am. You see it right there. See the waves moving there? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but that, I buy that if you're playing the best of three or whatever. But that, let me tell you, no, at the, at the duel and the... you got a chance to come back from it. Yeah, if but, it's a one-game knockout and they can take you out in 60 minutes, I don't want to play Ryan Bischel. I want to play Jacob Barshevsky, who gives up seven, eight, nine goals a game. Yeah, but he was pretty good at the duel on the D. He made he kept them in the game, in my opinion, because he made some phenomenal stops. Now, State got three on him, yes. And I don't know what happened when they played in Yost because he struggled down the stretch in both those games. And I hear what you're saying on a seasonal basis. Notre Dame's goalie's been better than Michigan's goalie. And I think most Michigan fans are wary of the goaltending that Michigan gets, which has hurt them in other Frozen Four. Tim, it's why they haven't won more than two national titles since, well, they haven't won anything since 1998, but they could have three or four other national titles except for defense and goaltending. But goal they tending. won here seven to one, okay? So it's not as if it's impossible. I, I think it's just me. I'm not saying State couldn't beat Michigan back here. I'm not right. saying that at all. But I, I would rather have Notre Dame come in here. I think that... Well, the emo- let, me, let me put it on the bench for you. Would you rather be coaching against Jeff Jackson, who's got a thousand games in college hockey, or Brendan Narado, who brings a knife to a gunfight as far as coaching smarts. Go. Well, I, I, I'd rather, I, much rather not face Jeff Jackson. Yeah, but Notre Dame never scares me. I know they won that 4-1 to one game on Friday night down there, and I thought, well, if they got anything, they should come back and win Saturday night, and they got blown out. I, I, me, I, I think Notre Dame is limited offensively. I tell Tom that, my oldest, he, he always disagrees. I said, I've never seen Notre Dame play well offensively. I never do. Not that they don't. I just never see them. They had trouble scoring in here when they were here for those two games. However, I'm kind of rooting for a Michigan-Michigan State semifinal because if that occurs, that place will be rocking as well on a, on a, in the semifinals. You'd have two rocking games on uh, Saturday nights if State would win the first one to get to the second one. Knowing the Big Ten Network, they would find a way to put wrestling on instead so you wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> well, that I agree with. You know, that I agree with. And I thought, why don't we have any hockey on here on Friday night? That's crazy. Why don't we have hockey? So, uh, you know, but but it is it, it was what it was. Do I have anything else to ask him? And anyway, I've asked him about Peacock. I've asked him about the hockey, uh, the whole deal. I think uh, the pairwise rankings are pretty locked in. Michigan State's in. Wisconsin's in. Minnesota's probably in. Western Michigan, you think they're going to get in? They're 10th right now. Any other Mich- state, Michigan's iffy to get in? They're, they dropped to 16th. They're going to be in big trouble. They're probably going to have to win it right now. And if you look at the latest probability index right now, it's a 3-5 and five shot, so about 65%. Michigan State's in position to be a one seed. Yeah. And you, you asked about that before, about where they would go. We've yeah. still got that UMass problem that they're going to be hosting in Springfield, and that means that 
as a first-round matchup, you can't put BU or BC in there. So if that happens, my guess right now, if you had to ask me on today's date, Michigan State would be a one seed and they would be playing in Springfield, Massachusetts against the UMass Minutemen. Which would be a tough game, right? Absolutely, because they're you know almost a home team. You've got the storylines then of Reed Lebster playing against his old school and Jared DeMichael going back to where he was a coach on the national championship team too. So as far as storylines go, I'm sure ESPN would be pretty happy with that one. They'd have a lot to talk about. All right. Don't screw it up tonight for Peacock. Michigan State on Peacock tonight, 7 o'clock with the Iowa Hawkeyes. If you look at the uh, scorer's bench, you'll be there helping keep score of the game. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate your expertise. We'll talk again next week. Uh, there'll be plenty to change, I'm sure, by then. But by next week, who knows? We could be talking about Michigan State's first ever Big Ten championship. All right, very good. Appreciate the time. We'll go to break. Dan Olson's due next. On we go. This is the Tuesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. We've got a high five to Greg Sinecropi and everyone who has built Arts Pub into an iconic location on Kalamazoo Street in downtown Lansing. It's a great game day hangout serving a wide menu of pub grub and pizza plus a shuffleboard table, dine-in or takeout, closes at 11 p.m. And the menu can be found online at artspublansing.com or call 977-1033. Serving all three labor shifts in the city with wonderful fare. Arts Pub, Kalamazoo Street, have a great time there in Lansing. You never know what time of year you're going to need the talented people and services of Doty Mechanical, 615 South Waverly in Lansing, one of the terrific service companies in our area through the years. Heating issues, cooling issues. You need a generator. You need plumbing help. All of that and more from the great technicians at Doty Mechanical. They carry the carrier products. They're the exclusive distributor in the area. 327-7777. 327-7777. When you need that kind of help called Doty Mechanical. Of all the recommendations that I've ever given you on this program through the years, no one goes higher than the Munn team for real estate advice. John and Jan Munn work as hard as anyone in the business trust me, and they truly are realtors who get results. John's cell phone, 881-6623. Jan's at 282-6781. And when they put the one-two whammy on a sale or to get you the best deal possible, you have the best people working for you. The Munn team, realtors who truly get results for anything real estate. We've partnered for years with our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. You always get fast delivery and a variety of specials every day. Order online at cottageinn.com convenient locations all over our area, especially East Lansing and Okemos. Cottage and Pizza offering a wide variety of gourmet pizzas, and you can build your own just the way you want. Handmade dough closes at 11.30 each night. Way to go, George Hoover, with the continued growth and success of our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. Penn Station East Coast Subs. Have you tried one at all? Have you tried their special of the month, which they have every month? They have two locations in our area, a Across from the Lansing Mall and Clippert Street in Frandor. Go to the website, okay? You can order online for pickup at special times. And their menu is available for carryout virtually at any time. Mouth-watering subs like you haven't seen anywhere else. Congratulations to Mark and Cheryl Kelly.
Kellogg, another big year behind and a great one ahead. Penn Station East Coast subs. From Mindy McIntosh, she says, hey, you want the Cultivate Wealth Toolkit from McIntosh & Associates, which sheds light on the importance of taxes for savers approaching retirement. Nobody is better at this advice than Mindy. You can call 989-692-2200 for advice or online. Visit retirereadymichigan.com for your Retire Ready Toolkit featuring the book Cultivate Wealth by Mindy McIntosh, CEO. Again, online, retirereadymichigan.com. In these uncertain times, two things are critical. Keeping costs down and your ability to communicate. The Antenna Men can install a new TV antenna and save you money by cutting the cord with cable and satellite. And Cell Signal Pros can install a cell booster to improve your in-home communications for increased cellular usage. Call the Antenna Men and Cell Signal Pros seven days a week. Watch TV for free with the Antenna Man. The Antenna Man. The iconic Coral Gables restaurant on Grand River Avenue in East Lansing, more than 90 years young, with so many loyal customers so pleased that Coral Gables has survived the pandemic and is bigger and better than ever. Catering, carry-out, employment opportunities, all of that at 337-1311. And the fish fries are spectacular on Friday night. When you've got some time to spare with friends and family, you know what the history's been like around that restaurant just east of the campus Grand River Avenue. You'll always enjoy Coral Gables Restaurant East Lansing. Beautiful day for a touch-free car wash at Lake Lansing Road Mobile. When you, it's across from the Eastwood Town Center. You always see it when you're over there, right? And then that gets you 25 cents a gallon off the price of gas. And gas prices are going down, at least for the moment. Don't want to jinx them. Uh, they're uh, they're uh, service-based Monday through Friday. They'll fix whatever ails your vehicle. You're in and out right away when you call 484-2300. And I always go ahead and partner that with the Eastwood Town Center because there's a Culver's there by Walmart that Scott Berman's got. And when you order at that one, Culver's mentions down on sports, their price will knock it down to uh, 10% off the regular price. From Spartan Stadium to Ford Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 7.30 a.m. 7.30 a.m. On the go from the Driven Collision Studios, he's a rock star, but we every we ask him for a few of them. When's also not again? When's also not again? We hear that from ministers, priests, governors, politicians. Oh, you do not. Presidents, you do hear it from coaches. We hear it everywhere we go. Uh, you're overdoing it. And now. then uh, we texted him. I think last week, and I didn't hear back. And I thought, you know, did he somehow fall into an abyss somewhere? But uh, there were a couple of golf items. We're that glad he's okay. Have resurrected, and uh, the pride of Jacksonville, Florida, 2022 uh, class of the Great Lansing Sports. Hall of Fame Dan Olson is on our line. Morning, Dan. I was a little worried about you last week, but apparently you are healthy somewhere in the world. Fair to say? Yeah, I'm doing great. All right. That's good to hear. Uh, Brock, where should I start with him? So why did this morning that I read that there were a couple of verbal haymakers exchanged between golfers named Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods? Phil Mickelson tweeted out apparently that the only record that Tiger Woods was chasing anymore that he could catch would be the number of withdrawals from tournaments because his tummy or his back hurt. Tiger responded by saying every dime, words to the effect, every dime Mickelson's made at the LIV has no relevance whatsoever. What prompted all this? What's wrong with these guys? Can't we all just get along in a world of golf? Well, 
I'd like to think that they're both kind of smart, that they're setting up a like a a cage match, you know, between the two tours, between those two individuals. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure what they're really doing. But in a way, I've always thought Tiger's a little bit of a princess like that. But Phil, he, I mean, who's he to talk, you know? <laughs> I mean, he's... He's one razor away and his dress away from cross-dressing, I think, <laughs> Phil is. Well, I mean, I mean it's, I don't know what, prom, what prompted that and where he was, whether he was at one of the LIV events or not, where this comes up, and then Tiger responded to it. And that before I get to this last weekend and so forth, what do you make of the issues at the Waste Management Phoenix Tournament? Did you ever play there? Is it solvable? And for the issues the players have with that place, do you think they're solvable? moving forward well why that's not any more calm than the old duke open was on seven on number eight and number 17 right you know i mean that guy i remember being on i think of the 17th green with pat perez and i mean it was hostile like they started heckling him and then they started telling me how i look like david hasselhoff or something i mean i'm looking at Perez, I'm like, we might have to get out of here, right? I mean, we'd already made the cut. We're, we're going to finish about 40th or whatever we were going to finish. And uh, he's like, uh, he goes, just put it out. He goes, just don't mark it, put it out, and let's go. It's so amazing. Did, it's amazing to me you can get that many people on a golf course, let alone build stadiums like that around one hole. Um and it's amazing to me, some of the players, you can tell they are distracted and they're edgy, and others can just block it out and go ahead and play the hole, and whatever happens, they finish out, and they get out of there and go to the next hole. But even on the next hole, almost every single place on that course is just jammed with people. And, and then you see the video of some of these drunks that are just literally falling down that need medical attention. It would seem to me that there's going to have to be some address to this moving forward. Well, it's going to cost a lot of money now just to regulate it because it's turned into a kind of like a cult club of drunks. So I don't know. It's not really, I don't really know that you, that you really ultimately do that well with that kind of atmosphere. So I, I keep, I just keep thinking about the British open, like the senior British open, the, the crowds that you have in England and Scotland. And they're so, there's such good people and such good crowds that when you see something like that at Phoenix, it just makes you embarrassed to be an American. You know, I mean, it's just kind of dumb. Okay, here's my other one. This has been with me for years, and I don't understand it. AT&T is a huge sponsor of the PGA Tour. Pebble Beach is a huge participant with the PGA. When Bing Crosby had the clam bake up there, he had the rule of the roost, and we'll give you the dates and all that. Now they try to stuff that tournament into the first week in February in the Monterey Peninsula. And you're asking, and they don't have as many amateurs anymore, but who they do ask to be a part of, are you willing to pay the thousands that it costs to go there and wear five layers of clothing, brave the rain and the wind? Because even if you get one good day of sunshine, you're probably not going to get six. I don't understand why some of those in authority, like Pebble or AT&T, say, if you want us to continue, we are not going to play this the first week in February. Do I have something, or am I barking up the, the wrong tree? Well, that's why they moved the TPC tournament around, because if it's early, and, in, in, uh, you know, you can't really do it the first week of Feb March. You can't do it in February. 
So I think that the PGA Tour is going to have some scheduling, some scheduling dates open up for them. So, and that, I don't mean that in a good way. I'm not really sure where you would put AT&T. You definitely don't want it at the end of the year because you'd have guys not really want to play. But I don't know why AT&T doesn't say, hey, look, you know, we don't have to be a PGA Tour event. We can just pay them to play. That's why Mark Hollis would, would be an interesting uh, private interview because he, uh, hopefully he would tell you, hey, look, you know, it really we have ten, uh, five million in prize money, but it costs us twenty some million to run the tournament. Well, what if you took that money and just paid the top fifty guys to show up? I think he's concerned about the status of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, given the money that they've invested and all that that community puts into it. And somebody told me their defending champion, Ricky Fowler, isn't even playing back in it this summer. And he thought these designated events were going to make it extremely difficult for them to get named players moving forward. Yeah, he's right. Everybody's, everybody knows that. But it's, it, you know, the tour, once you take away their ability to bully, I don't know if they have anything else. So, why what, they're not going to bully Mark Hollis and Rocket Mortgage? I think you're going to have. This started with a guy named I think his name first name was Warren, but his last name was Vickers, and he owned Castle Pine, I think, in Denver. And the, that tournament wanted to be a ten million dollar first place tournament, or. So they wanted to have it be a $10 million purse, a bazillion dollar first play. I think something outrageous like that. This is 20 years ago. And the tour said, no. And we, we heard that because we talk, we, we talk with the guys that, that own the courses and run the tournaments. And Mark Hollis speaks with quite a few players, you know, and he'll, it gets to the point where they'll tell you, look, we want to double the purse, but the tour says no, which this kind of why wouldn't these tournaments just say well we're just going to do our own thing and then make you suspend them what what if the top 10 tournaments got together right so i i don't know what's going to happen what did what did you make of jordan speed being disqualified uh in los angeles last weekend for signing an incorrect scorecard leaving the scoring area well Obviously, he didn't mean it. You know, it, it's a it's an oversight. But really, the the main problem is with the guy keeping his card, because that takes two people. That he, he you don't keep your card on tour; somebody else does. So the whoever was keeping his card that he was playing with wrote down the wrong score, and he missed it. He was maybe rushed. I don't know. A lot of times, you can not want to spend a lot of time in the scoring tent. I always spent an extra couple minutes in there because I just spent four hours. Why wouldn't I spend five more minutes? But I can easily see where you could sign the wrong card because you're just trying to get out of there. Maybe you have to go somewhere. I don't know the circumstances. You know, they could be any one of a number of things. But really, the guy that should be really embarrassed and should be fined is the guy that wrote down the wrong number, Keep supposed to be keeping his card. What did you make of Tiger's appearance in Los Angeles? I'm surprised. I mean, the guy surprises me every time he plays pretty well. I mean, I thought one over the first day was a great. I mean, he's not even playing. I, he, so he he's obviously hyper talented. I'm surprised that he can walk well enough to play. 
uh, I'm just very, very surprised that he can get this, that he's trying to get it done and that he really almost gets it done. But then he's got the flu, he had the flu or something, or influenza or something like that. Yes, he did. Yeah, see, he's such a natural drama queen that I'm not really sure if I believe that. But why was he, what, what, how many over was he when he quit, Brock? Do you know that? I think he was one or, he was, look, I think he was one over through six holes. I'll look that up just to be sure, uh, but I think Tim's pretty close. I think he was, I think he had two bogeys and a birdie through six holes when he quit on Friday. And and when they took him yeah. in on the cart, I mean, you know, he made no secret to hide his head in his hands or what. I mean, and then they what they had, they had an ambulance and, they, and believe me, that they they were they were looking out for his health. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm and, looking at ESPN. Yeah, he withdrew. What it was early in the second round, wasn't it? Yeah, he, did, see, he, he played, played six, six holes. The irony okay, was when was. he got to 18 the first day, and you know that hole so well known at Riviera. So he he crushed his drive down the middle, and you know it's on the Golf Channel because he's playing in the afternoon. And then he absolutely flat shanks one that I've never seen him ever hit before, uh, right into the tree, and he made a remarkable bogey out of that because I thought he's going to go for a figure on this hole where it is, but he you know he hit it between the notch of a tree and chipped it on a two putt and made a five, so he got out of there one over when it could have really ruined it and I watched him walk up those steps because those steps are huge that he had to go up right. but and then he did the interview and you know and he said he was going to get a little treatment but he didn't look like he was in duress to me and then the next day so I'm waiting to watch him and the son of a gun it comes in and he's withdrawn after six holes because he's got the flu uh, and when you see him yeah. again, they say he wants to play once a month well if he does that would be the players next month and then Augusta but you know what Dan I don't see him walking the hills at Augusta four days let alone any place else I just don't see how he can do it I just don't see it yeah but he's trying to he's trying to re, re uh he's trying to bolster his brand so he has to play at Augusta what if look if you polled your audience and said who won the Riviera tournament last week, and then and then said, "Okay, well, did do you know that Tiger withdrew? I mean, more people know Tiger withdrew than than the guy that won the tournament." <laughs> You're right. right. Yeah. So the tour, so the tour still has a problem. Like th this guy is the whole thing, in in the wild event that he shows up. So I just can't believe that he's. That, he must have. He must have known that he didn't quite have it together. But by, by the way, a shank is really close to a good shot because you're really leading the heel at it as hard as you can, as long as you can, and then you un, you square it with your your the unwinding of your body. So it's really close to a good shot. But he knows that he's got to know when he doesn't have it. If he doesn't feel good, why is he out there banging his head against the wall? It's so, L.A. It's L.A. You know, I don't know. Yeah, so he's not going to play TPC though. There's no way. So if you could bet against that, I would do that. Uh, before I let you go, is there anything since we last spoke in the wide world of golf that catches your fancy or amuses you in any way for whatever reason that you have seen? Well, that yes, and it has to do with Nick Dunlop. Finally got his name right, Nick Dunlop who won the U.S. Amateur, just won the tournament and on the tour. He's the new phenom, okay? He got offered $25 million, And the only why I know that is that his management group has a number of players, one of them I talked to accidentally, and I was shocked at the low number. 
And it took me, I spent about a day on and off kind of thinking about it. And I thought, well, 25 million, he's worth a hundred if he's worth a nickel. And I thought, well, wait a minute. And then it hit me. Wait a minute. What if they, they know that the tour's already beaten? Well, you wouldn't, you don't throw another bullet in the carcass, right? I mean, if you've pounded them, why would you throw more money at it? That this, that the fact that they only offered him 25 million tells me that they don't they they don't need to push any more money at it. They've got unlimited money. I mean, when have they ever underpaid somebody that that you've that you've heard of? I mean, they gave they gave Varner 51 or 2 million dollars. And they're going to offer this kid 25 million? So in the big picture, <laughs> what are you suggesting? I think it's already the games it's game set match. I think Liv's already won. But, but the isn't Saudis the, don't go around pounding their chest. But the PGA Tour, what, put together a $3 billion package with some investors from the United States, which I haven't seen how that's played out yet because it wasn't formally announced yet. It's been reported in the media, if you've heard that. Yeah, I've heard it. But they're so sneaky. You know, you don't know what they gave him as collateral. I mean, I would want collateral, too. You don't know. There's such sneaky little weasels, the tourists. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to just watch them. I mean, they'll literally lie right to your face. So I don't know what they really had to give away to convince. So, I mean, <laughs> you don't sell shares on the Titanic, right? I mean, this is, I think this is over. That, that was an enormous indicator, that low number to that kid. Well, and you've seen guys like McElroy and others, uh, Scheffler and others, back off criticizing Liv way beyond what they used to do, uh, you know, sure. trying to figure it out. And then you heard Rom say that he desperately wants to work out a way to play PGA Tour events as if he already knew something in the first place. Yeah. Look, the, McElroy, hey, watch out because you got a new stepdad. You got a new stepdad. Don't mouth off. <laughs> which, now it's his rules. <laughs> which, Shut up. <laughs> and is that is that coming soon? I don't know. Depends how long the tour wiggles before they die. Right. Is, is what I'm seeing. Well, we have you but know, just it's hard to fathom. And we have Mexico this week. And before I let you go, what NBC's trying every analyst under the sun to replace Azinger has been a different one, different one, different one. And now Bones McKay's doing the Mexico turn up for NBC. I'm surprised NBC hasn't figured out in advance what it wanted to do after Azinger. No, just just have Charles Barkley do it. At least he's funny. Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, you know, you're gonna what you're gonna tell Azinger that you don't. That this was an enormous blunder. In my opinion, because yeah, all the other guys, Faraday's gone. The only other guy that would have worked would be Faraday. I mean, I'd, I'd much rather have Charles Barkley. Than who they have that they've tried sure. out with Dan Hicks. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't pretend to be credible. Dan Hicks. Who's that? Might as well have Brock. Brock would be good. Brock oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, come on, Dan. No, no. I but love golf. I love golf. Pretend, huh? Brock wouldn't pretend that he's a zinger. Oh, definitely See, not. Brock is smarter than that, right? So you <laughs> got to be really careful who you hire because 
if you get the wrong guy, he thinks he's kind of smart. He, all you do is, is you just ruined everything because now you look more dumb than you did. What do you think of Kevin Kisner and uh, Smiley Kaufman? <sighs> I don't know. You can't market nice guys. Okay. And those, guys, those two guys are really nice guys, okay. you know. And, you know, Azinger has, is, was a gladiator, and he won. Kisner and Smiley Kaufman don't have Ryder, Club, Ryder Cup blood on their resume. You've got to have Ryder Cup blood and battle scars. Okay? okay? Or else you can't market it as an analyst. Well, it'll be interesting to see how far much further they're going to go with more analysts yeah. or until they figure yeah, because, it. because these next six, seven weeks are NBC exclusive because CBS has the college basketball and the NCAA tournament until the Masters. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, no, they, they have a huge problem. They're going to have to go outside the box or they gotta they got to beg Azinger back. Well, that's another stay tuned for 2024. Dan, I always appreciate your time. We always go long. Stay in touch. You got our phone number with anything to add, or we'll get back to you soon, and I appreciate your time this morning. All right. Talk to you guys later. Dan Olson, there you go, from Jacksonville, Florida, and we'll go to break. Come back. Colorado Water Hotline is 342-63. Apparently, we have the college football playoff has been determined formally and is ready to formally announce on what they call the 5-7 format. Brock, look that up because that's coming in. I'm getting emails all over the place about it, which may be our driven collision story of the day as we move forward. And this is the Tuesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Here's on tap today here on the game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Uh, Charlie Otluski's coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. We look forward to talking to him. Farmer Hazlitt uh, football coach, uh, varsity football coach. Look forward to talking to him. Uh, at 1 o'clock, ESPN Radio. Uh, then at 3, it's the huge show. Over on 1240 WJIM in about 10 minutes or so, uh, the uh, Robin Fralick Coaches Show. Uh, that's coming up. She'll talk about uh, Michigan State's big win over Michigan on Sunday among other things. And then tonight at 6 o'clock, pregame coverage, it is Michigan State men's basketball hosting Iowa. That's what's on tap. The game, 7.30 a.m., WVFN. You're looking for a little quaint bistro for a getaway at any time after work while the hot one in the area, as usual, any slancing sidebar. Right next to Abood Law, okay, Abbott and Saginaw. It's wonderful for lunch or dinner or any special occasion where you don't want a jam-packed crowd, but there are televisions there to watch all the big games and a nice, quiet getaway. Try Sidebar, Google Sidebar. Take a look at what all they have for you. A wonderful menu, quaint, cozy atmosphere Sidebar in East Lansing. Our friend Val Orlando has done so well with City Limits in Mason, right? Well, he also has an all-state insurance agency that you hear us talk about. Uh, all the time. He has a new location now with same great service. Stop in and say hello. The new Allstate office next to the Secretary of State's office on Cedar Street and College Road just off 127. Call for information on Allstate insurance options at Val Orlando's agency at 969-5300. That's 969-5300 Val Orlando's Allstate insurance. At Shaheen Cadillac of Lansing, you drive the future with luxury at your fingertips. Experience our lineup of eye-catching sedans and SUVs. Cadillac is the next generation of high-end technology where remarkable comfort and attention to detail change the way you drive. Meet with one of our product specialists today or begin your experience online at ShaheenCadillac.com. Get this 2024 Cadillac XT6 for just $5.92 a month. Relax. 
and enjoy the Shaheen difference. One of the most popular restaurants in our area for years continues that way. Woody's Oasis on Trowbridge Road in East Lansing. As the saying goes, eat at Woody's, live longer with a Mediterranean cuisine. And now the menu has some wonderful new items they're all excited about. Chicken kafta along with their Woody's burgers, gyros, fries, and a whole lot more. For all the information, the website woodysoasis.com or call 351-2280. Woody's. Eat at Woody's. Trowbridge Road, East Lansing, and live longer. Lansing Dr. Thomas Jamison has faithfully served thousands of mid-Michigan families for more than 50 years, and he's excited to announce he's transitioning to SEMA, or the Capital Internal Medicine Associates. His new office phone, easy to remember, 374-7600. New office at 3955 Patient Care Drive in Lansing. And Debbie Jamison, renowned nutritionist, she can help you at 449-7188. The Jamison's new office, new excitement, and still the same great health care service for you to continue. Michigan Plumbing, a leading provider of plumbing, drain cleaning, and water heater services to homeowners in the mid-Michigan area. And you can get an expert in your home free for an evaluation. Call 322-2994. 24-7 emergency plumbing and drain services for the entire mid-Michigan area. All home plumbing emergencies, all makes and models of equipment. What a great company it is. Michigan Plumbing. And they're right when they say we exceed your expectations. See for yourself, Michigan Plumbing today. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want custom built in Okemos. For more than 15 years, custom built design and remodeling has been the leading full service design build remodeling company in mid Michigan. And owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design build company is, you got to Google custom built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Build in Okemos, a great renovation company. For more than 60 years, Dean Transportation and Dean Trailways have connected students to learning, public schools to our communities, sports teams to their championships, and you to a purpose-filled career. As the official ground transportation provider of Spartan Athletics, Dean Trailways is the state's premier motor coach provider, connecting you to pure Michigan experiences. To learn more about group travel and to join the Dean team as our next champion driver, Visit DeanJobs.com today. That's DeanJobs.com. Dean Transportation is hiring school bus drivers and service technicians to support Lansing Schools and Ingham ISD. Bus drivers started up to $22 and competitive wages for service technicians. Dean has immediate openings and provides CDL training with increased earning pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours and more. Dean Transportation is the career choice for you. And you can apply at DeanJobs.com and start training for your next route. Dean has to be as good a company to work for as any we've seen over 31 years of the Sparrow Stout on sports. Simple as that. See for yourself. Uh, what else we got moving on here? Leading Edge Golf is the number one retailer in the area. Jolly Road across from Okemos High School, six days a week, 12 months a year. Everything for the golfer, including indoor leagues and a whole lot of fun playing their Trackman machines to play the great courses. Leading Edge Golf. 34972 74349727274 everything for the golfer at any time at leading edge golf sports opinions and you the station Lansing turns to for sports turns to for sports the game 7:30 a.m. 
right. The driven collision story of the day, at least this point, is a formality because the college football playoff format for 12 teams coming up this fall was simply ratified formally today. So there's no surprises, and it. it's called the 5-7 formula. This is courtesy of Irving, Texas, and thank you to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine for tweeting this out. This is the official statement. It's official now. The College Football Playoff Board of Managers today unanimously revised the qualifying criteria for the 12-team uh, event. That's what they're calling it. It's the playoff. 12-team playoff to now include the five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest-ranked teams as determined by the CFP Selection Committee. So there you go. There you go. So everything in those rankings now, instead of the top four, will be the top 12. And it will be noteworthy, in my opinion, late in the season in November, if it's what, Monday night, Tuesday night, whatever ESPN has. Right. Has the, com- the committee's chaired by Ward Manual of Michigan. Uh, chaired by Ward Manual of Michigan. Uh, the, I mean, how they rank them then is going to be a big deal. And going into the final regular season weekend of the re- you know of college football, Boy, how some of those teams do who may not play in conference championship games, but can they sneak in to the top, you know, numbers they right. need to make it as an at-large and team? And it will be the Power Four next year because the pac is no more starting on July 1st. So so that is per- perhaps, and that was expected today, February 20th, was, was the expected. ratification day of the yeah. format. And the issue was, <coughs> what do we do? You know, the Pac-12's got a new commissioner. There's a woman who's yep. been promoted as a new commissioner. Yep. They got her from uh, two Mis- schools. Missouri, I think, yeah. And whether they, they merge with the Mountain West and call that the new Pac-12, See, who I the think, heck knows? I think that possibly could happen. I agree. I don't know I if agree. it's in a year or a year and a half or six months, yeah. but I think yeah. there's going to be a new yeah. look Pac-12 down the road, yeah. but it just won't include the traditional Pac-12 schools. Here are the news headlines coming up. Charlie's got an amazing story from successful high school football coach to successful official of doing games. How did that work out for him and others? That's next and more as we roll on. This is the Tuesday Sparrow Stout on Sports, and we're right back. Hi, this area. Why would you argue with people online about sports when you can argue live over the airwaves? Cut the BS and let's get to the truth. Sports and Sports Talk is on the game, 7:30 a.m. Welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station, the game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in Mid-Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. Hour number three this morning is brought to you by Capital Region International Airport, or as we like to say, whenever you can do it, Fly Lansing first. It's convenient. Remember, Avello Air goes nonstop. Lansing, Orlando, and back Thursdays and Sundays. And the tickets are discounted at AvelloAir.com big time. And Apple Vacations, Google, to see where Lansing goes in the Caribbean and back. Whenever you can do it, fly Lansing first. One of the more noteworthy high school football coaches through the years that I can remember well, Charlie Atluski and Brock and I were trying to remember 25 years plus whatever as the successful, for the most part, head football coach at Hazlitt High School. Then Charlie took a buyout from teaching and found a lot of other things he enjoyed doing, and we haven't had a chance to get caught up with him. But the guys say, have you noticed Charlie's been officiating some area high school basketball games? When Eric and I were doing the uh, broadcasting the East Lansing Okemos game, here comes the officiating crew, and I tell Eric, Eric, See that guy right there? That looks a heck of a lot like Charlie Outlewski. And as it turns out, 
voila, it was him. He has a lot of activities that he enjoys doing, and we haven't caught up with him, and Charlie's on the other end of our line. Morning, Charlie. Good morning, guys. How many years was it at Hazlitt as the head coach specifically? Uh, uh, 26 at Hazlitt. And when you stepped down, Charlie, did you envision getting into officiating at all, or how did that work out from coaching to what you're doing now? And toward that end, how many games do you work, and do you do other sports as well? Um, I actually started off when I was an undergraduate at Adrian College. I did high school baseball. I was considering becoming, you know, taking the, the route of being a major league umpire at one time. My uncle had officiated or had been an umpire in baseball and minor leagues. And so that was one idea. And then, of course, I, I shifted and went to uh, when I ended up at Central Michigan with Herb Duramity when I was an assistant uh, coach there for two years. So when I actually took, decided to go the high school route in 1990, I took the head football job at San Ignacio LaSalle just across the Mackinac Bridge. I had a group of guys that said, hey, listen, we officiate basketball in the winter. It's a good chance to make some money. We drive all over the place from Menominee to Traverse City to Alpena. And so I did that up there for four years. So that's how I got into officiating high school basketball uh, at the very beginning. See, Brock, you think you know somebody, and you really don't. Then you have absolutely no idea. I know. I mean, I always follow, you know, Charlie, because Hazlitt has been a very good football school for the most part for all the years, and certainly the more than 25 years. When you look back on it, the way it worked out to exit coaching, Charlie, would you have done anything differently? I mean, I know there were some things out of your control. And toward that end, do you miss coaching in any way, or are you past that now? Uh, so when I left, the plan was is that I was going to go into the finance world, uh, being a registered representative financial advisor. That was the route I wanted to go. Um, a couple of years prior to actually retiring. The plan was to keep teaching and coaching a couple more years. The issue was is Hazlitt offered a buyout. Um, I ran the numbers as I do now for, for educators across the state. And so I knew what my number was and I knew I wasn't going to get the buyout again. And so, um, you know, the law stated that I had to be gone for, you know, no, no verbal or written agreement. And we didn't have one. Um, but it just got to a point with COVID, you know, what, uh, you know, obviously it was in full swing. We weren't sure there was going to be a season. Um, and so it just seemed to be a, just an easier transition to step away in, in that summer of, uh, of 20. But no, the plan was to go a couple more years, but, um, you know, life happens and things change. And, uh, you know, and so we just moved on from there. I actually, on the officiating part, to kind of back up, I actually went back to officiating AIM High Men's League for a few years. But, you know, when I was coaching three different sports and three kids, and and I just didn't have enough time to do it. And so I went back. Mike Conlon, who's one of our leaders of our association, um, I came back to officiating basketball. I think it's been seven years ago, something like that. So that's when I got back into it. And do you still follow area high school football in any way each fall? Oh, yeah. Sure, I do. Yeah, I keep track of things, but to be honest, I've only I've gone to a Hazlitt game. I think I've gone to one each of the last three years. They did a Hall of Fame thing for me the one year, so I obviously I you know I appreciated that. That was that was real special. But uh, my son's at Northern Illinois in football operations, and you know he he played at Elmhurst University on the West Side of Chicago. So when I retired from high school, I was an offensive analyst for uh, that university for a year and a half, and that was a nice transition for me. I was still involved with coaching. Um, albeit a little bit differently, being you know, 200 and some miles away, 
Um, but then now we follow him. He was at Alabama, then he was with the Lions, and now he's at Northern Illinois. So I get to, I get my football fix through my son now, like a lot of dads do. I so suppose. refresh my recollection: Had Hazlitt installed the artificial turf when you were there, and toward that end, did you see the two Amakri kids coming up through the system to where they were going to become what they've become for Hazlitt today? Yeah, my last year in the fall of 19, our, our stadium was up and operational. So they had done all those improvements in the previous year. And the Immokery boys were water boys for me, both of them. So, yeah, I saw them when they were at a young age and uh, knew that uh, just by how they ran around the field and caught and through football that they were going to be successful. Right. And, of course, they've, 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 one's going to Bowling Green and the other one, you know, is ready to go for another big season I this think fall. he'll be a junior this fall, I think. So, Corey. Charlie, do you work both right. boys and girls games, freshman JV varsity, and how many games do you work a week? And toward that end, do you have a goal of working, say, a state final tournament game? Um, so I pri- primarily work both boy- boys and girls varsity. Um, I do a few freshman games or JV here and there based on, you know, if, if, uh, if we're needed and obviously there's not enough officials. So many of us work sometimes four or five, six nights a week. Um, long-term, I really enjoy it. Um, I'd like to keep doing it and, um, you know, I'm not sure how long it may take to get to a state final, but that would be a great goal. And I'd love to do that. So as a coach, I'm dead serious about this. Could you hear much in the way of criticism from the stands compared to how officials working basketball games, even at the high school level, hear criticism from the stands or the bench and have to deal with it and move on? I don't, you know, personally, I don't hear it. And maybe that's because I coached for 32 years and you just get kind of numb to a certain degree. I mean, you may hear it, but it doesn't resonate. It really doesn't. Um, so, you know, I, I get asked that, you know, often in basketball, wow, you know, is it, you know, you guys get yelled at a lot. I don't think so. I just don't, you know, I'm sure people are fans. I'm a fan like everybody, but I just don't hear it. Um, you know, I didn't coach basketball per se, but, um, most of the guys, you know, most of the games I work with the coaches around this great, you know, around Lansing, they know I've coached for many years. And so I think I have a good rapport with them. Um, and I do like the player interaction that I get, you know, I don't coach anymore. So that is what my one avenue that I really get to enjoy. I get to work with coaches and, and, and athletes. I had an official the other day suggest to me that he cannot believe the uh, the behavior of many, many, many college basketball coaches across America and the way they treat officials without getting put in their place and a technical foul and that. And if I officiated these games, there'd be a whole lot of different decor. Do you feel that way when you watch college basketball or when you watch how it works between coaches, players, and officials at the major college level? What do you see? Oh, well, I mean, I guess my son sent me something this morning. There was a game down in Texas, um, and I can't remember the two schools were involved, but there was a, you know, they were going through the line shaking hands. Right. And a full-fledged brawl broke out. I'm sure you're going to, you know, I, I believe it's on ESPN. Yep. So I guess maybe that's an exception. I would say I see a lot of coaches, quote-unquote, working the officials, you know, if, from the outside. And it still seems like, you know, at the college level, there's a lot more of that. I will tell you, all, my only experience, is obviously, is at the high school level, and I don't see that. I, you know, coaches are by and large really good. You know, they understand the challenges that we face and that they face. So we're all in it together. So um, 
I don't see it at the high school level like I do see it as a fan watching college basketball. So as a former coach, are you sensitive to the, you know, the pressures and all that the coaches face and are willing to talk with them during these games on dead balls or whatever it is just because of your coaching background or are the issues completely separate? Um, it's probably more the, it was probably that I'm more, I'm more conducive to talk to him when it's appropriate, you know, and I, you know, if, if I'm the referee for a crew, um, I just tell the coaches, listen, you know, I'm not going to, you know, we may not get you an answer right away, but the next trip down when we're in front of your bench, when it's appropriate, I'll get you an answer. So I try to give them a basketball answer to a basketball question. You know, um, judgment is judgment. We're all going to see things differently. So, um, you know, I try to provide that to coaches when it's appropriate. And by and large, most most coaches are really good about it. Do you work any Hazlitt games? I actually worked the girls. Tur- I had two district games last year down at Eaton Rapids, and I had two of Hazlitt's games. I did one Hazlitt boys game this year up at St. John's. So that's the first time that I've been assigned, you know, that I that I worked a boys game. I stayed away from doing the boys for at least three years. Right. So, Charlie, what's the toughest call? For a high school official like yourself, you're working a game. In your own mind, what's the toughest call for a basketball official, especially at the high school level? For me personally, um, if, if you think of the three officials that high school and college have, the official that's in the middle or we call what we call a center official, to me the hardest call is when a kid starts out in, like in my primary areas. Uh, and then goes down, you know, and goes to the rack or goes, you know, is is going in for a shot. The hardest thing for me is to make sure that I follow that play all the way down. And ultimately, that's my call if there's any contact. I'll give you a case in point. I had the Mason Lansing Eastern game uh, last Thursday, and I was the center official. And I had a player from Mason drive and got, and there was contact. I didn't see it clearly enough, but obviously there was contact, and that was. That was my fault. You know, afterwards I talked to the coach. And, oh, actually, I talked to the player, and, you know, afterwards I sent a text to his dad because I know his dad said, hey, that was, you know, I, I kicked that one. That was something I got to have. I find that as an official, for me personally, being a center official, following it all the way into the rack is, is often the most challenging. Uh, I, 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 would you recommend officiating for those to get in? And, and if you recommended basketball officiating, what would your sales pitch be for those considering whether to get into it or not? I, th- I think one of the things that we have the benefit versus some areas around the state is Michigan State has run a program for years and years. And so that's been a good feeder system for our, you know, the Capital Area Official Association, you know, CA or COAA, I think it is. I got that right, but um, I think that's real helpful. And then we have ha- we have a handful of high schools that actually have officiating as a class, yep. and then those p- people coming out. Of- I know the state of Mich- I know the amateurs they did that for the I believe the semis and finals last year. In at least the first year, the data has not supported it. I would not be supportive of that. I think it's just one more element. Um, you know, we don't have the benefit of replay. Um, you know, we, you know, we don't have any of those capabilities. So I don't think it's at least right now that a shot clock's warranted at the high school level. We'll wait and see what the data tells us in the next two years. But, um, I do like the big change this year as we followed, uh, women's college basketball is that at the end of each quarter, uh, the team fouls basically go back down to zero. So in the past, it was always carried through the first half and then the second half. Right. I think that's been a good change. I think that's really been a nice change. A lot more continuity and flow to the basketball game. Let me ask you one last high school football question before I let you go, just generally speaking. So 
In the last couple of years, East Lansing makes the playoffs all the time. DeWitt won a state title, nearly won a second one. Mason got to all the way to the end here with a team that it had. PW's perennially. PW is perennially what they are. Same Portland. With Portland. Is, when right. you look at the general landscape of these schools in football, from all those years you were in high school coaching, now you can observe it a little bit differently from afar. Give me just a few thoughts on what you see when you see all these schools around the area and how they play. One thing I'll give to you, which amazes me, in an ever-changing world that we live in in so many different ways, it's refreshing to me to know that somehow, some way, the concept of Friday night high school football in America seems to have stood the test of time. And it clearly, I believe, over my 54 years on the air, has stood 54 years of Friday night football in mid-Michigan is still a big deal, if you have a thought. Uh, I would agree with you. I don't think it's really changed. If anything, I think it, 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 it has kind of weathered the storm. There obviously are games that college football every now and then you you know you you know you see a Friday night contest, but I think college football has done a really good job of protecting the game at our level because they know that you know they're going to benefit as well. So we're trying to do what's best for football, you know, as a whole collectively. I think protect Friday night. I think that you know that that has been done by and large. In terms of the area around here, you know, there are such great coaches around the area. You know, you look at Gary done and down at Mason, and obviously Rob uh, at, at DeWitt, and then you've got Bill over at East Lansing, and the list goes on and on. I think the quality of coaches in this area, you know, you look at what they, you know, they've done at PW over the years, is outstanding. I really do. I think you've got some just great teachers of the game in the area. Um, I will tell you, it gets obviously harder and harder you know, with all the demands that high school coaches fall under, that, you know, I don't know how many times we're going to see people doing it 25, 30, 35 years. I think the life expectancy, just in coaching, not physically, but the life expectancy of somebody in coaching is it probably won't be, the average probably is, is going to drop and won't be as high. But that's not, the, you know, the fault of the game itself. It's just all the outside factors now that, that, that coaches are in charge. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. And I can remember after ours got done playing high school football, 1-8, and 2-7, and 3-6, and 2-7, and 1-8. And, and then Jim Ahern comes along at Lansing Catholic, and look how that thing turned around. I mean, to your point... It's amazing to me the number of high ca- and those guys don't make three million dollars a year either or more. And I look at how year after year dealing with parents, dealing with the issues of kids. Now there are mental health issues for all these parents and that. But I look at some of the schools that have turned it around the way Lansing Catholic did, and then you know Hazlitt had to play so many, and they still do. They have to play so many doggone good teams each year. Um, and and I think the assistant coaches for these head coaches too are probably underrated as well because. They don't get any recognition, but yet if your staff doesn't help you. Jeff Smith always told me at East Lansing, why do we win? Because my staff stays with me the whole time. I think there's a lot to that. Yeah, you look at Jeff's staff, I still remember, you know, the, you know, his staff had been there for years and years. And so I, I, I listened to he and Pat O'Keefe talk about how important it was to maintain the staff and, and to put your roots down deep and, you know, don't change schools all the time. And and those guys did a great job, but their staff were outstanding. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, no question. Charlie, I appreciate your time. Keep up the great work. It's a great story. You got our phone number. If uh, anything's worth passing on, stay in touch. We'll stay in touch and have a, have a good game the next time. And I appreciate your time this morning. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. You too, Charlie Adlowski. That's the latest from 26 years as the Hazlitt High School football. I didn't know he officiated that long all that way back. So there you go. And... 
basketball officiating and the crowds. He doesn't hear them at all. He just works the game. All of you on the Culligan Water Hotline, you're next as we roll on. This is the Tuesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Welcome back to the Harrison Roadhouse and the Nuthouse, two dining staples in Greater Lansing, both on Michigan Avenue. Go enjoy the Harrison Roadhouse for any Michigan State event coming up. You'll love the Harrison Roadhouse. been around for years. Dewey Bramson's turned that place into a monster sensation, right? Just like he's done it with the Nuthouse downtown right across the ballpark in the Lansing Center. Beggar's Banquet is there for you as well. Great places for dining fun for everyone. The Roadhouse, the Nuthouse, and Beggar's Banquet for you seven days a week. These are exciting times at iDevelopment, a company that has been so terrific around the mid-Michigan area for so many years. The latest for us now from Nathaniel Light. Nathaniel? Hello, Tim. Thanks for having me. Lots going on in all markets, starting with downtown Lansing. You're seeing more people on the streets, in the offices, back to work. It's a great sign. In fact, in our building, the Naps building, uh, in the spring-summer, you're going to see a great new concept called the Makata Club. It's a food hall concept with new businesses as an incubator. It's really going to bring stuff, bring people, bring small businesses, and a great food concept and bar to downtown Lansing. Pay special attention in East Lansing to Hannah Plaza and to our retail property Woodland Square in Okemos. Lots of good retail concepts for you to visit there. Check us out. Google iDevelopment. It's such a wonderful company, helping people in so many different ways. It's been that way for the years. iDevelopment to help you. Infinity Chiropractic, serving our area for 40 years under the ownership of Dr. Harry Satimi. Their offices cover the area between East Lansing, St. Joe Highway, and Lansing and Grand Ledge. They're always accepting new patients. They welcome patients of all ages and enjoy caring for infants, children, expectant mothers, and families. Stop in at any of the three offices and be sure to find a family. You'll see they're having their spines checked and fixed. A total of six chiropractors between the three offices. Infinity Chiropractic. Well, spring is about two months away, right? You can call Pure Green today for a quote for a lawn service, okay, coming up this season, 703-1111, or online, visit puregreenlawn.net. Prepay and early season pricing is available. Compare the price and service to your current company to make a 2024 upgrade on your lawn service. There is no company we found that is good at what they do as Pure Green Smith Tree at 703-1111. The prestigious Abood Law Firm has offices in East Lansing and Birmingham and has been around since 1956. 332-5900, Abbott and Saginaw and East Lansing. Abood Law understands it's essential to get into attorney involved in your legal issues as early as possible. If you're dealing with legal problems, contact Andrew Abood and his great staff at Abood Law in East Lansing immediately, and you'll get the help that you need and can depend on. Abood Law, we heartily endorse Andrew Abood, Abood Law, 332-5900. The official printer of Stout on Sports, the best printer, best print shop I've seen in the area, ASAP Printing in Okemos, West Jolly Road on the strip mall just off Okemos Road. Ed Giles got it's easy to find. You park right in front. It's clearly marked. 349-7300 with any questions. ASAP printing. All right. If you need signage for getting your people back to work, Florida Cal's, informational posters, yard signs, banners, all that because of the pandemic or anything. That's ASAP printing where no job is too big or too small in Okemos. Golf season never ends at Indian Hills in Okemos off Hamilton Road. A little nine-hole course, which is great for 
league play or for beginners. But in the offseason, that's where they make clubs, repair clubs, change clubs, adjust clubs. J.C. Peterson says anytime, call us 349-1010. And anytime when you're looking for special gifts, they always have special closeouts in their pro shop. Nine holes, Indian Hills and Okemos, 349-1010. If you want a club adjusted, call J.C. Peterson. The best barbecue in our area, brisket, beef, everything under the sun, smoke and pig barbecue on West Saginaw near the Lansing Mall. Brian Torok says, hey, we've got our trailer that'll go to all the special occasions, maybe yours at any time during the year. And the sports bar is within a year old now with many big screen TVs and all the mouth-watering menu items for you at any time of the day or night. Go to the website for smoke and pig barbecue for any special occasion. Treat your friends and guests to the best mouth-watering barbecue anywhere. All right, this is Lenten season, right? Lent is here. Friday night fish fries. How about Brookshire Inn? All-you-can-eat cot from 4 to 10. And by the way, at Brookshire, they're looking for help in the pro shop for the coming season. Melissa will help you there. 655-4694, Brookshire Inn. Coral Gables, Grand River Avenue, and East Lansing. Friday night fish fries. That's all year long, not just in Lent. There you go. Suggestions this morning from the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Game 730 AM studio is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident. From the Driven Collision Studios, callers, before I get to you, Brock says he's got a pure green Smith tree breaking sports moment. The Detroit Red Wings have officially announced uh, that they have re-signed uh, center man uh, Michael Rasmussen to a four-year deal worth, well, a little over $13 million, somewhere around $13 million, $3.2 million per year starting next year and then going the four years after that. He was in the final year of his deal now. Uh, it would have been a restricted free agent, but now he is signed for the next four years after this year. He's played in 55 games this season, 11 goals, 12 assists, uh, been a pretty good player this year. He's not a top-line guy. He was a prominent draft choice a number of years ago for the Red Wings, and he's a pretty good player on this uh, Red Wings squad. So taking care of one of their, uh, I believe he was a restricted, going to be a restricted free agent after this season. So he's now signed, sealed, delivered for the next four years after this. All right, let's go to the Culliga Water Hotline in Lansing. Mike's been waiting patiently. He's next on the Tuesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Morning, Mike. Hey, Tim. Hey, before I jump into that referee, thanks. That was a good conversation. Do the Red Wings have any chance of making the playoffs? I, I stopped watching like, Five to ten years ago. Is yes. Well, they have on? they have twenty seven games left, so that can go up or down. But I think at the moment they'd be in as a wild card. They, they're on the second wild card right now. They're fighting it out with Tampa Bay for the first wild card, and and then Toronto for the uh, third, the automatic third playoff spot in the Atlantic Division. It's going to be tight, and there's teams that are right behind them, like the New York Islanders and New Jersey teams like that. So every game is important. Uh, going to the current. Uh, standings the way they are in the current playoff format has accentuated the regular season, which is what the NHL wanted, and they're getting that right now. Every game is important for the Red Wings right now. They don't have very much margin for error, but they're in the they are in the uh, they're in the hunt for a playoff spot. Yes. Well, that's why I come here to get educated because I I didn't realize there was a wild card in the NHL. Yeah, here's the, um, here's so the deal. 
Mike, yeah. how, before you get your question, here's the deal. Uh, you, you know, there's four divisions, uh, the Atlantic, Metropolitan, Central, and Pacific, and uh, the Red Wings are in the Eastern Conference, and they're in the Atlantic Division. If you finish in the top three in your division, you're automatically in, and that's the same for the Metropolitan Division. So that's six spots. So that leaves two wild card spots. If you don't finish in the top three in each division, you can still get in if you finish in the top two, uh, in in the uh, wild card, and right now they're in the second wild card, which would, in, in comparison, be like the eighth seed in the NBA playoffs. If if you understand where I'm going, um, and they would probably play Boston in the first round of the playoffs, but that's way to be determined. Like Tim says, there's 27 games to go after they won yesterday in overtime. Well, thank you for uh, understanding that. And this uh, the whole state, I think, needs a Pistons or a Red Wings playoff game. Um, Pistons obviously not going to happen. So thanks for that again. There going you go. back to the uh, referee items, the shot clock. Uh, Tim is somebody that refs some games and works clocks. I think the big block is someone resetting a shot clock at the high school level. It's a big challenge just to get people to run the basic clock. Thanks for helping us understand that they're doing some research into that um, to see if it's warranted or not. Um, Again, in summary, Tim, main point is for somebody to reset that clock is going to be a nightmare at the high school level. Yeah. Uh, second one, you were asking how to get more people involved in refereeing. I'd encourage every parent out there, every fan, we all need to shut up. Just because you've got all this time invested into this sport does not give you the right to yell at someone. Picture that someone you saw at Myers. I think that's what we all got to focus on. Last point, Tim. Kill the apps. For a lot of refs out there getting paid in cash or via check, there's a lot of benefit to that. Many organizations have gone all app-based. You don't get cash necessarily in hand. It might come a little bit later. You might be looking at significant kind of tax deductions out of it. So those are my two points, Tim, to maybe uh, help get more refs involved with the basketball. If everyone could remember, these are not professionals. They're out here doing their best after work. And then secondly, remember the compensation method. A lot of these people are doing this for some quick cash in their hand, not necessarily having to deal with an app. Thanks again, Tim, for bringing up. That was a good there guy. There you go. Thanks, there. Mike. Have a great day. Lansing Charles, he's up next on the Tuesday Sparrow Stout on Sports Morning. Charles? Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, Tim, I was telling Brock, a friend of mine came in town, a longtime friend I met when I moved here in 1979. And uh, we were talking about uh, his good friend of his, Coach Watts, is coaching the game against Everett tonight, as a matter of fact. And he was talking, asking me about going to the game, but I was told him, I said, well, uh, tell Watts, you know, hello, but I said, I call Tim Stout all the time, and I talk to him sometimes, I hear Watts on there every now and then. And he said, yeah, Tim looked the same. And I said, he they said, yeah, he said he interviewed me after I uh, broke Magic Johnson's scoring record. He played basketball for uh, Coach Cook over at Eastern. Right. Uh, and I had, I've been knowing him almost 30, 40 years. And I was like, you never told me that before. Yeah. So you remember him? You remember Donnie Bentley? I do. I do. Vaguely. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do, but vaguely. And uh, I remember more off the better teams, uh, you know, just because they got more publicity than those that struggle. 
What's hard for me, Charles, is when somebody comes up to me, someone in my age group, and says, you talked about my son or daughter 42 years ago when he or she played at this high school. Do you remember that well? Now, the problem is if you lie and say, oh, yeah, I remember Susie or John, then they want to know exactly when yeah. you remember They're, it, and it, now you're dead in the water. You're, you're better off telling them the truth instead of lying because you for that scenario And then, and then right sometimes there. if you tell them, see, I'd like to say I do, but I've had some way. And then sometimes their face drops because how can you forget Johnny or Susie because they were spectacular as high school athletes. It's kind of a no-win situation. Now, sometimes I do remember, okay? Right. I mean, sometimes I do. I remember well at Grand Ledge years ago when they had a tennis player named Brock, Brock Palmbush. He was oh, stop it. He was really, really no, good. No, I wasn't. He no, was I really, wasn't. really good. He wasn't a real good team player. There was dissension on the team, but he was <laughs> no. a really good player, and no, I remembered him from 30, 40 years ago. That I well, do yeah, remember. for thirty years ago, yeah, because I yeah, it's been thirty-one right. years this year. It's Charles, crazy. we had talked to Coach Watts again. We had him on the other day. Tell him we said hi. Appreciate it, Charles Delta Township. Now, 30, 40 years ago, Lyle and Lansing. We, we, we got a break. We want to give him time. I don't know why. That's your call, not my yeah. call. Lyle, hang on. We got to do our last break here. Those couple of calls uh, got us to the break and the Michael Rasmussen signing, which we had to announce. 703-1111, Mike Franco, Joe Lemon, for all your lawn care needs. And you got tree branches down. They'll take care of you. Caitlin Clark has just been announced as a starter at guard in tonight's men's basketball game because oh, Iowa it. doesn't have enough good players stop for tonight. It. That stop. just dropped the line from nine and a half to three and a half. We're back with more in a moment. Here's what's on tap today here on the game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up, uh, Lyle, hang on. We're going to get to you on the other side. Uh, at 1 o'clock ESPN Radio, then at 3, it's the huge show. Over on 1240 WJIM, Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ tonight, 6 o'clock pregame. It's Michigan State men's basketball hosting Iowa. That's what's on tap. The game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center. You always mention Stout on Sports at that one location. You always get 10% off. Open 1030 to 10. You can even call in advance to have your order delivered to you curbside right on time. No waiting in line at 374-1301. Okay? You'll love all the different options you have from Culver's, especially at this time of the year when you want to use the drive through Culver's has been red hot. Again, call in advance with your order at Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center, 374-1301. Hi, I'm Lucas Shaw with the DBI Office Outlet. Is working from home not working for you? It's time to ditch the kitchen chair. The Office Outlet is the only locally owned Laurel Diamond showroom in mid-Michigan. We offer a great selection of affordable new and used office furniture that you can try before you buy. With more than 2,400 Laurel products to choose from, we can help customize your space to meet your unique needs. All of our new products are backed by Laurel's warranty so you can rest assured your investment is protected. Laurel products offer high quality and design at a more affordable price. The Office Outlet is open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, our short room is located at 516 North Arch in downtown Lansing. If you can't imagine a morning without pain, the highly skilled specialists at Sparrow Orthopedics and Sports Medicine are here for you. Sparrow is the largest orthopedics and sports medicine program in mid-Michigan, offering a range of services, including trauma, rehabilitation, surgery, and joint replacement. And the Sparrow team is nationally recognized and certified as a Blue Distinction Center of Excellence. Their physicians have great experience treating athletes of all types from high school to the pros. You can learn more about the leading-edge medicine. Go to sparrow.org backslash orthopedics. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want custom-built. In Okemos, for more than 15 years, custom-built design and remodeling has been the leading full-service 
Morris Design Build Remodeling Company in Mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design build company is, you got to Google Custom Build in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Build in Okemos, a great renovation company. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh from Meyer family pack chicken thighs for $1.49 per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks when I shop in-store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. This hour is sponsored by Capital Region International Airport. As we like to say, whenever you can do it, fly Lansing first with nonstops to Florida, Detroit, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and elsewhere. And check out Google Apple Vacations for the nonstop trips to the warm Caribbean nonstop from Lansing. Much less expensive parking in a neat, clean, safe environment. Get through security much quicker and more efficiently. Lansing is proud of its airport. See for yourself. And during the cold weather, Apple Vacations. Google it nonstop to the Caribbean. One of the great success stories I've seen in Lansing business through the years is the growth of Desmond Ferguson's Moneyball Sportswear, founded in 2002. The former standout area basketball player already has a gorgeous store in the Meridian Mall and his new headquarters location now at 927 West Saginaw on Lansing. It's up and running. Moneyball outfits hundreds of athletic teams worldwide, and its athletic leisure wear draws rave reviews. If you have questions, call 393-0763. You're a winner when you outfit your team or yourself in Moneyball Sportswear. Way to go, Desmond Ferguson. Moneyball, the only way to ball. Prestige Wine Imports. Importers of a distinguished and diverse portfolio of high-quality Italian wines from the Italian Alps to Sicily. Well, they've now made their way to the mid-Michigan area, and the Sonoroso and Mezzacorona wines are as popular as ever with mid-Michigan wine enthusiasts. You can find the Sonorosos and Mezzacoronas at Dusty's Cellar in Okemos on Grand River Avenue. Ask Matt Rhodes about those, and maybe he'll give you a taste test. Or Horrocks on the west side. Sonoroso and Mezzacorona wines, you'll love them. Hey, you can find those at Dusty's, okay? Dusty's, the best in casual fine dining. Grand River Avenue, Rezzy's, 349-5150. And don't forget, John and Jan Munn, they wish the Spartans well in all their games and all their different ways. But if it's real estate help you want, they'll return that to you. They're the best we know of. John's cell phone, 881-6623. Jan's cell phone, 282-6781. Back to the best in sports talk now. We're Lansing's number one source for sports talk. The game, 7.30 a.m. People ask me from time to time, they'll say, where do you learn most of your sports? And I say, when Caller Lyle is on hold during a break with Brock and the two of them spend several minutes updating themselves. Well, I he learned, was asking me some I learned questions. more about sports listening to you two talk to oh, each other during the garbage. break than any place else whatsoever. That's garbage, Tim. And I'm very grateful because there's a lot I don't know about that you two completely have that's so far over my head. In fact, I think I should switch places with him. You guys could come in here and do five hours a day and never miss a beat. No, five hours, okay, that's too much. Come on now. Miles and Lansing, but now he's on. I, he doesn't even need to be on the air. He's already learned everything from talking to you off the air, but he's there on. Now, well, I'm not going to be. Actually, 
Actually, this subject I want to talk about or going to mention today, Brock probably knows because I had and I know absolutely zilch about it. And you're from what I've known about you, you care less too. But did you uh, did you happen to get that uh, final on the uh, NBA All Star game? It was uh, what two hundred and eleven to one eighty six. And that, my question is that Greg Doyle, <laughs> Indianapolis Star, he just I sent you the article, but he is just livid. He said. You know, these all-star games, he said they're just a huge joke, and they got to get rid of them. Well, know? it's tough to score 186 points in a game and lose by 25. I looked at the box score. There were only three fouls called in the entire game. It was a beautiful travesty. Yeah, he just, you know, that Greg Doyle. I know, read his story today. His story's well-written. Yeah, because that's where the game was played was in Indianapolis. Oh yeah, at the at the Pacers Fieldhouse. Yeah, yeah. So and and then he just said the MVP should have been Halliburton, you know, versus you know Damian Lillard, and it was just goes on and on. And he's like got valid points about everything, you know, like the Pro Bowl and now it's flag football and yeah, it, <laughs> just it, nuts. I never saw a play. I'll leave it there only because we can get okay. into that more tomorrow. Only because I asked Zach Clark, the general manager of the Lugnuts, who's in the building today. Uh, this is the open. We mentioned this in the first hour. It's the first day the Lugnuts tickets for the new season are on sale. So things are ramping up for you pretty quickly, right? Yeah, we're moving quick. I think we're 49 days away from opening day and less from Crosstown. So we're does, rolling. Does it make a difference when the weather is this good and there's no snow on the field for the grounds crew? Or does that make no difference? They make it look good right from opening, which is April 3rd in the Crosstown Showdown, yeah, right? Yeah, April 3rd. And that thing's already looking pretty good. So it, it makes no difference. I, I think that place is beautiful as is. But uh you know what really helps us is pitchers and catchers have reported. That's what really helps us out. The Super Bowl is over. Pitchers and catchers are throwing. So now people are thinking baseball. So if the first game is April 3rd, when will you know the Lugnuts roster and when will the team arrive in town? So the team is due to arrive that Saturday. What is that, the 30th or the 31st? Something whatever. like that. Something yeah. like that. Right. Um, and the we'll 30th. probably know the roster a couple of days before that. Um, obviously with flights and things like that, getting guys set up in their apartments and all that. So a couple of days before that, um, we'll know. But they'll be here that that. Uh, that Saturday, the 30th, I believe, or 31st, whatever it is. And this is season 28, is that what it That's is? Right, season yeah. 28 is yeah. already here. And and the response from corporate sponsors, again, is strong going into this year as it has been through the years? Yes, it's been wonderful. We're so excited. Um, couldn't be happier. All of the... All of the Usual suspects are back. We're getting a few new ones in, and it's been going really, really well. So, Zach, let me ask you this. For special occasions, with those suites up on top of the mm -hmm. stadium, for people who like to go and have never been in those suites, they're pretty strong. But you don't necessarily have to rent those on a seasonal basis, no. correct? No, we have uh, we have an opportunity where you could get them on a nightly basis. They come with 20 tickets. You get some nice parking passes right up there in the front. Um, and the prices vary if it's a fireworks show or if it's not, if it's April or May or if it's June or July. So it, it can be very, very affordable. Uh, I mean, through the years, I've seen very, you know, whether it's a birthday party, a wedding anniversary of note, a family reunion, a church reunion. I mean, there's almost any combination. And they're good. I yeah. mean, they're very, very good. Up there, there was a wedding out there in the um, down the left field line on yeah. Fourth of July two years ago. Yeah, the Pepsi porch. That was a that kind thing, of a chaotic. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of a chaotic day for it us, was but it was packed. awesome. It yeah. was packed. It was, it was awesome. wild. Yeah, the bride was beaming, so it was That's awesome. right. <laughs> well, so how do people? When you say single tickets are on sale, how do people buy Lugnuts tickets at this time of the year? What's popular and what's an advantage to buy now? Yeah, the best way right now is to go on our website, LansingLugnuts.com, to buy those. 
those. Um, we, obviously, we have sales guys standing by if you want to call into the office, but um, right on the website. And the advantage to buy now is is really getting those tickets early um, so that those nights don't sell out. We we know our big nights are coming. We know what the calendar you know turns over every year that. You know, our 4th of July celebration is going to be huge and Father's Day and some of these bigger nights. So the opportunity to purchase those now and make sure we don't sell out because we will have, you know, 10, 12, 15 sellouts again this year. And the job fair, the status of that. So the job fair will be Saturday from 11 to 3 at the stadium. Um, So you guys come on by Jackson Field. Um, We'll take your application right when you walk in. We'll get you upstairs in the suites uh, to uh, be interviewed and we'll we'll offer you a job right on the spot if uh, if you're qualified and things go well. And... If everything goes well, how many employees, part or full-time, would you hire for the season? Yeah, we're going to hire anywhere between 125 to 150 employees. Um, That doesn't mean we're going to run that many every night, but on our big nights, 4th of July, Brock can attest to this, um, we'll have 100, 125 employees working. Just about, that's pretty close. Will fans notice anything different this year of significance from last year, or you're not sure about that yet? No, the biggest thing, we're really, really working hard to revamp our food offerings. Um, We're going to, you're going to see a lot of new uh, food offerings that we're really excited about um, in the ballpark. New uh, food portables, new food stands, new food offerings, you name it. So that's something that we're revamping, and it's going to be huge. And can the Crosstown Showdown tickets be purchased beginning today? No, those aren't going on sale just yet. We will make a special announcement about those um, in the next couple of days. What really happened is the ticket stock got hung up. So (laughs) we can't really sell the uh, tickets without the stock, but uh, those will be here in the next day or so, and those will go on sale. And can fans today buy flex tickets, which I think is a great idea. You buy a ticket, use it anytime you want. Yep, you can buy flex tickets. We have 6, 10, 20, 35 in full season. Well, you wouldn't need a flex ticket for a full season, but you you know what I mean. We, you can buy as many flex tickets as you like. There you go. You have anything to ask him before we let him go on you his got it. You got everything. Uh, we have our returning employees meeting tomorrow night, so I'll be heading to that and um, answering a lot of the questions and stuff that he just brought up in terms of food, I volunteered to be service. new beer sampler for this coming season. <laughs> no, you wanted to be food sampler. Yeah, I thought it was food, hot dogs. I I'll be was... food sampler for the coming season or cash counter and I'll make the deposits. Yeah, that's right. Brock, that's right. Brock smells a rat on that. Uh, but anyway. I know the deal. So, Zach, good luck. We're partners, and uh, you got our number. Yes, Stop on by any time. We're always happy to promote the lug nuts who've been so great for the community for now 28 years. Thanks, Thanks Zach. Take care. Stay in touch. Zach Clark's the general manager. And, again, that's Saturday, Brock, 11 to 3, the job fair. Yep. They They hired me on the spot back in 2011. About this time back in 2011, 13 years ago. My eyes are welling up. The late, great, unfortunately, the late great pat day hired me on the spot i think you remember the great pat day unfortunately he passed away a couple years ago i think we're getting closer to have your bus displayed on the concourse in front of the beer stand no or in front of the philly steak sandwich stand stand i think we're getting close to having a bust of you right there stop Uh, you know just something where i could take a selfie with your with your bronze you know your bronze bust that's on display there (laughs) 13 years, huh? This will be my 13th season, yes. That's a lot of drunks on that concourse. One uh, you the are other. correct, sir. There's no question about that, as right. Greg Ioni would say. Michigan State, Iowa men's basketball coming up tonight, 7 o'clock. It's on Peacock on TV or WJIM AM 1240. Okay, 94.9 MMQ. Spartans yep. are nine and a half point favorites. I for, think they win by double figures. Fred's been off for eight or nine days, and the, the, and the joke, how have we ever stayed on the air without him running the ship? Because he's had so many comp days from all the work around the Detroit Lions. And oh, made yeah, take geez, up. yeah. He, he's been with us three years. and his most. I don't know how you guys ever got on the air before I got here. And 
nobody argues with him. But we did. Nobody he argues said the same, with him. He said the same thing when he was in here. Going for you. How did you guys ever get on the air? Because you let him, like, refile all that, all the stuff that you have, right? Well, he does a lot of different things, you know. Like I, I know that. I told him, I said, the only reason I've been here for this long is eye candy. That's the only reason. There's no substance. There's no there's no knowledge. There's let the record that. show that he is saying that about himself. One I, way or the other. So, Joe, and see, Joey's got the late tonight. Uh, Owen was on last night. And uh, Friday Night Frenzy, Fred's back I haven't met the, Owen yet. Uh, Owen's done a great job. Owen Oslin, okay. he's our fourth guy. And he's, done a, he's not the fourth guy in the staff. He's just... He, He's just the fourth that we hired that there we have go. in line right there. You have a great day, everybody. I'll see you at 620. Joey's got the latest. I say Fred's back tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, and I always say who knows what the lead story will be. You've been, li- you've been uh, listening to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station, the game 730 a.m. It's the home of the local sports shows and programming of Note the Area. For Brock, I'm Tim. Enjoy the day. Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow at 10.05. Join us for the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. So long. I'm Will Teeman, and welcome to the Michigan Sports Brief for Tuesday, February the 20th, brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance. Start a frank conversation about your insurance with one of our local independent agents by visiting fminest.com. The Michigan State men's basketball team has won three in a row. We'll take a closer look right after this. Just like your favorite sports team, you need a solid defense to protect your home and business. Whether you're tackling unexpected accidents, fouls, or fumbles, the Al Bordeaux Insurance Agency and Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance are on your team. Visit the Al Bordeaux Insurance Agency today at albordeaux.com. That's A-L-B-O-U-R-D-E-A-U.com. Coach Tom Izzo's Spartans knocked off Michigan this past weekend to sweep the regular season series with the Wolverines. I did not think we played great, uh, but I thought we played great at the end, and I thought the other games we played great at the beginning or middle and not great at the end. So at the end of the day, it's about getting a win, and you play good at the end. You, you find a way to grind out. Sometimes that is as good as anything else. Our defense, other than the start, I thought was pretty good. Um, I think it hurt when we had two guys on the bench for quite a while, especially two of our better offensive players. But uh, we need to continue to get our defense better because it gets our break better, and our break is better. We're a better team. By the end of the game, the Spartans had forced 22 turnovers. Again, Tom Izzo. That is an amazing number, and especially when we're not pressing and doing everything. But at the same time, you know, they uh, they are a good team. I mean, they got good talent, and we, we, we had a load to cover them inside. But uh, I thought we, we did a better job the second half making some adjustments on those ball screens. And um, I, I just give credit to, to us and give credit to maybe the whole team. If you look at, as you said, when Davis Smith comes in and does something, and and uh, Cohen Carr comes in and just electrifies us. And, and Book comes in and does a couple of good things. And Coop. And, you know, the starters are supposed to. It's the subs that really do a good thing that uh, impress me. It, see, it says when they want to play solid, they can really do that. Uh, and that's what we got to do. We got to do it on a more consistent basis. Every time I talk to you guys or 
you know, what, what do we need to do better? Be more consistent throughout a game, you know? We just got to get more consistent. By the way, MSU host Iowa tonight at the Breslin Center. You can join us on the Spartan Network at 6 p.m. And as always, we have been brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance.